0: Welcome to the Adjust Your Ranks podcast. This is episode number 27. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, very well. Thanks, mate. Uh, good to be back in the country. I've been jet-setting around, so uh, yeah, got to get back in and get into Dynasty again. But how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm not bad. You've been back in the homeland trying to sort the uh, the olive oil business out, haven't you?
1: I have been back in the homeland, mate. Yeah, travelling about, tried to uh, straighten up that tower in Pisa. It's, it's been a good, good trip, to be fair. So, all good. And um, I've not caught you since... Uh, I met all the Falcons, lads, and infiltrated the camp either.
0: Yeah, I know. You were sending me pictures and stuff throughout the day, and I was, uh, I was fairly jealous because you were, you were quite close up to the lads, weren't you?
1: I was, mate. I mean, just a quick note on it, really. The access that you get, obviously, it's different per team, I assume, but it's the first one I've done. So I was at Falcons training camp, and you're on the sideline. I felt like I was in hard knocks. It was, um, it was brilliant. So I didn't get too much time watching. You get about 15 minutes, but then after you got sort of one on one time with um with Arthur Smith, and then they gave us Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. And Bijan Robinson was obviously a I was fangirling a little bit for Bijan. And um yeah, Calais Campbell was just an absolute monster. So yeah, it was amazing to be honest, to be up close and personal. I nearly dropped a dynasty question in about Kyle Pitts, but um I I, I bottled it in the end to be honest with you. So but yeah the access is phenomenal. Really, really recommend it.
0: So considering Calais Campbell's size and your size, did he, did he think he was like a uh, make-a-wish child?
1: Yeah, probably, to be fair. I mean, when I took a photo of him, I actually bent down just on purpose, but I think he's about six foot seven. And it, he's possibly the biggest man I've ever seen in real life. I mean, just an <laughs> absolute monster. Um, I mean, Carl Pitt's came out looking like a bit of a nerd, to be fair. He's wearing a set of specks on him and all sorts. It was very weird, but... Uh, he told me he had a, a nice English-themed celebration for when he scores a touchdown, so he could chuck that one in the bin straight away. But, um, yeah, really phenomenal experience. It was good just to be part of it. And, yeah, I mean, there's genuine, legit journos there, and there's me rocking up sort of bottling questions, but um, it will come, I'm sure.
0: A nice little buffet as well, wasn't it?
1: Oh, mate, lovely little finger food. They put on a nice little spread, the Falcons, so... Uh, even helped myself to a little Gatorade from the players' bucket. So, uh, yeah, really, really, really nice stuff. But, um, yeah, we're going to try and get to see Lamar, I think, when he's over, aren't we? Yeah,
0: so we're at the uh, Ravens-Titans next Sunday. So, um, hopefully, later in the week, we can uh, try and get something done at the uh, training camps, can't we?
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think OBJ's the one for me. He's just a bit of a legend for me. So, uh, as an ex-giant, I'd love to see him. But, fingers crossed, let's see if we can do it.
0: Yeah, so week four is now in the books. We'll review all week four games. Um, we also have our, obviously, uh, studs and duds this week and a, a player to pick up or maybe stash in Dynasty that we can get cheap at the moment. But we'll start from the first game from um, from last week, last Thursday. So um, talk to me, Sean, about the uh, the Lions and the Packers.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, the, the uh, Lions and the Packers ends up being Lions 34, Packers 20. And um, I suppose, the, you know, running through the main... Uh, talking points this Jared Goff goes for 210 yards and a touchdown but I think it's the running game that we need to talk about here David Montgomery just went off didn't he Uh, I mentioned in the group before I was interested in possibly getting Montgomery but the price went up he just went a bit nuts 32 carries for 121 yards and three touchdowns and a couple of receptions in the air Gibbs continues to disappoint I think the usage just wasn't quite there eight carries for 40 yards and he got four receptions for 11 yards in the air and Continues to disappoint Gibbs, I think, really. But I don't know if we're just wishing more on him, but it's not quite happening yet. Amon Ralf-St. Brown gave his usual, um, well, not quite as usual, but very consistent. Five catches for 56 yards and a touchdown. Our boy Josh Reynolds with a bounce-back week. Uh, Three receptions for 69 yards. Even Khalif Raymond got in on the action as well. Um, But your boy Sam Laporte, four four receptions off five targets for 56 yards. He's just been excellent this season isn't he really Um, but moving on to run through the Packers uh, just being mindful of time this week we'll try and keep it under three hours Um, but Jordan Love I thought had quite a decent showing really completes 23 of 36 attempts for 246 yards the run game was really disappointing uh, in this game wasn't it I mean Aaron Jones five carries for 18 yards and AJ Dillon's been an absolute disaster five carries for 11 yards and yeah awful uh but we doubted him last week, but Romeo Romeo Dubes um going a bit nuts really. Nine receptions off 13 targets, pulls up 95 yards. Big man Christian Watson back in the house again. He only pulls in two receptions for 25 yards, but he did bag the touchdown, didn't he? And um Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed, Jaden Reed, uh, in on the action as well. Pulls in three targets for fifty five yards, and he does get the two point conversion. Um tight end room was a bit weird this week they used De Guara a bit more and he got four receptions and musgrave was uh not really involved he won reception for one yard so i mean all in all this is a massive win for detroit in the division as well isn't it and um yeah i wonder where they can go from here but what do you make of this run now?
0: yeah so the musgrave one um he left the game with a concussion so yeah he left early and that's that's why he only got the one reception for one yard. But um, just going through the Packers, um, they stopped running the ball for some reason. The O-line wasn't great, backtiari missing again, and I, I think El- Elton Jenkins was missing, or well, there was another lineman missing, so they didn't really run the ball. They stopped running it, and they were behind as well. So, yeah, they was just throwing it about, really, which is why Dubes, Watson, and Reed were fairly usable. Uh, I'm not massively in on Dubes' individual talent, but... You can't argue with 9 for 13 for 95 yards. He was probably their top receiver on the night. But, um, yeah, the running game was poor, and, and obviously they lose Musgrave early, so they was just throwing it around, playing catch-up, really. And um, I don't mind um, I don't mind Jordan Love, I must be honest. I, I think I've quite liked what I've seen of him so far. I, he's kind of like a rookie year for him, but I think um, I think there's more to come from him, and I think he's going to develop a bit more. But a little bit banged-up O-line is, is a problem for the Packers at the minute, I think.
1: Yeah, it really, really is, and uh, you know, Aaron Jones. I think both you and I said that he might be fine. You know, plug him straight back in your lineup off the injury, but it just wasn't to be, was it? And Dylan just continues his disaster season. I mean, he's in a contract year. Dylan, are you worried that he's uh, not going to get much of a deal next year? Is he just going to be a bit part player somewhere?
0: Well, the free agent market for the running backs next season is incredible. So he's going to be uh, he's going to be picked up like day seven or day eight of free agency, even if he gets a job. So. um Oh, looking good for AJ Dillon long term.
1: I mean, what do you make of Gibbs though on this though? Because Montgomery comes back in off of injury and just gets thirty two carries. Gibbs isn't really getting much of a look in. Is this just uh, his role, or I mean, are you worried?
0: Um, I think he's going to be a, more of a negative game script running back where they're in two minute or they're throwing or you know they're they're playing quickly and Montgomery's going to be doing the 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 positive game script work where he's just. They, they they just bullied him on both lines, to be honest. Um, Montgomery was part of that, but I think Gibbs will play more as the season goes on. I don't think that this regime that drafted him at number 12 overall will not use him much moving forward. I, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying this is exactly the same as Swift, but I think this regime drafted Gibbs and they are over the moon with it. And I just think they'll still work him in and he'll be fine long term. I'm, I'm not overly bothered. I know it's been disappointing, but I'm not bothered long term about Gibbs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this season it's going to be a bit of a rough ride. But, yeah, long time, I'm fine with him, really. It's uh, just a bit disappointing if you've drafted him early, I suppose. Um, But moving on to the London game, take us to uh, the Falcons and the Jaguars, my mates.
0: So, yeah, Atlanta Falcons 7, Jacksonville Jaguars 23. Um, Atlanta were pretty poor throughout. and Desmond Ridder was an absolute joke. I think he was doing one interception after the other as well at some point. He was a fumble lost and... Only 19 from 31 for 191 yards. He was really poor. I'm surprised Heinenkin didn't get a look in. But Bijan Robinson, 14 for 105, 5 from 5 for 32 yards as well. He's just incredible and carried on where he's left off. He's taking more of the early down work from Algier as well. Algier only seven carries for 16 yards and one from two receptions for minus four yards. So, Bijan is becoming the bell cow there. Wide um, Wide receiver. Drake London, 3 from 7 for 28 yards, but he got the touchdown to kind of save his day. The only other person with a reception from the wide receivers was Karel Hodge. for He got two receptions for 19 yards, so they're not using any other wide receivers currently. Moving on to the tight ends, Jonu Smith, 6 from 6 for 95 yards. Absolutely disappointing when you've got a player of the stature of Kyle Pitts and with the talent of Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith is out-targeting and out-scoring him currently in fantasy football. Carl Pitts, just two from four for 21 yards, which is a bit of a joke, really, considering where he was taken. Moving on to the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, 23 from 30 for 207 yards and a touchdown, eight carries for 42 yards. He was okay, but for me, still a little bit disappointing in some in some red zone work. And he's still not kind of hitting the heights I expected, really, at the moment. But we can talk about that. Travis Etienne. 20 carries for 55 yards, three from three receptions for 17 yards. This is kind of his floor game now, uh, Etienne, now he's getting the receiving work, and he was fine. He was running really well as well. I watched the game, and yeah, he was really good. Tank Bixby, three carries for 10 yards. Not really in the game at the moment. Travis Etienne's sort of picking up the bulk of the work. In the receiver room, Christian Kirk, 18, eight from 12 for 84 yards. He was kind of the wide receiver one, and Ridley was kind of the forgotten man. He was two from two for thirty yards. He got the touchdown, Ridley, which has kind of helped his box score. No other uh, wide receivers getting any work. There was one reception for... Uh, um, what's his name? Tim Jones. Sounds like a base player from the Charlatans, but, yeah, he got a reception for a minus one yards. Tight end room as well. Evan Engram, seven from eight for 59 yards. He had a really good game. It was kind of Engram and Kirk that got the bulk of the work. Luke Farrell with two receptions from 10 yards, but... Yeah, this was a bad game for the Falcons. And are you surprised that Rida managed to stay in there?
1: I mean, I am. It's, it's, it's weird because obviously I'm, I met um, Ridder on that media day and I was upright and close with Ridda, and, you know, listening to him speak. And he spoke really well. But I don't know if we should be surprised. He told us a story about when he was young, he was in the backyard and with a football and he smashed all his mum's windows and she was fuming at him. So, I mean, that's probably a sign that he's not the most accurate lad in the world. Um, but he was a disaster wasn't he just watching him. I just felt dreadful for him. There's only only a matter of time before they turn over to Heineken, I think, isn't it really?
0: Yeah, I think um, they're going to have to get Heineken in there soon. When's the Atlanta buyer? Because I, th- I think the switch might come after the buyer. They're just not getting anything out of their passing game unless he's thrown into Johnny Smith, which is incredible, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, week 11 buyer still got a few weeks to go. I just think they're going to make the switch before then. Strangely, if they weren't, I think if they're a bit worse, they they might not bother. But actually, you know, that division's not the best, is it? I don't know. I mean, he was dreadful. I've I've never seen anything like it. I was at the game at Wembley and yeah, he was, it was painful to watch, really.
0: What do you make of this Johnny Smith and Carl Pitt's usage?
1: Oh, gutted. As I said, I was, I was Like standing right next to Carl Pitts and he said to me, I say to me, he was saying to everyone, but I, I'm taking it personally. He said he had a lovely little English celebration lined up for his touchdown. And I mean, it's just a waste of time. I'm worried about him in Dynasty, to be honest with you. And I, I've got him in quite a lot of leagues and I've held on to him. I, I might be ready to just let him go. I mean, at this point, what's the gap between him and Laporta in Dynasty? You might not even be able to get Laporta for Carl Pitts. As mad as that sounds, I don't think you could in some leagues. What about
0: you? Yeah, it is a massive worry. I've got him in, I think, three or four, and I'm just not playing him at the moment. I'm uh, using the Porter over him in two leagues and uh, Evan Ingram over him in another league, and I can't remember the other one. But, yeah, I'm just not using him at the moment. He's just stuck on the bench. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can drop him until they get a proper quarterback, but I know some people are saying that he's still struggling with the knee, but this uh, this is bleak, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean he did have a massive knee strap on uh, at the, the Falcons camp, like a big compression sleeve, proper full length nudge on his um I think it was his right knee. So I mean, don't know if that's a sign of something, but just the usage was dreadful. And I think if I'm if I can get a decent offer I'd probably move off now just because I've got too much exposure and, and it's just boring, isn't it? Just boring waiting. How long do we have to wait? Who are they gonna have a quarterback next year? I don't know. If I can get Laporta plus, I'd probably do it. But I just don't think you can get that at the moment.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're going to be getting Laporta at the moment for any deal with Pitts, are you?
1: Which is mad, really. I um, think a few months ago, you definitely you'd have been able to get Laporta in a first quite easily, you know, several months ago. But yeah, right now it's uh, it's tough times for Cole Pitts. Talk
0: to me about Trevor Lawrence, because I know we spoke about it during the game. wasn't great, was he?
1: It wasn't. I mean, the box score looks all right, doesn't it? But, I mean, I think the Falcons' defence is good, so you sort of have to give them some credit. But he just hasn't quite taken that, that leap like that we wanted, has he, really? I mean, Kirk was excellent and clearly the, the target. But Calvin Ridley, I mean, he only got two targets and pulls both of them in. He was wide open for the touchdown and Lawrence just isn't getting the best out of him, is he?
0: Yeah, it was a busted coverage for the, uh, for the touchdown and Ridley was in acres, wasn't he? But um, just on this... Kirk and Ridley um, sort of usage. Do you see that as a as a long term thing, or that will switch depending on weeks?
1: I think we called it right. In fairness, you called Kirk as the wide receiver one in the off season quite quite early on, and I think we always said that Kirk would be the volume guy, Ridley would be the splash place. So there'll be weeks where Ridley probably goes for two hundred yards and you know go, just go a bit mad. But I think Kirk's just going to be the more reliable one, isn't he? Despite throwing a dud in week week one. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I think um, I think Kirk, as you say, is the volume player. I think Ridley will have big weeks, but it, um, there's a little bit of rust there with Ridley as well, and maybe when he gets further into the season, he gets more acclimatised there. But yeah, I think Kirk is the volume player there, and Evan Ingram as well. He's not a bad player at the minute, is he?
1: No, he's been excellent. I actually started Ingram over Pitts in the league, um, so I'm quite pleased he did that. He was he was really, really good on the day.
0: So uh, take us on to the game of the week in, uh, in Buffalo.
1: Yeah, so uh, I mean this was an incredible game wasn't it and bit of a blowout really I don't think people expected it to go this way but Bill's 48 Dolphins 20 and um I've had to sort of catch up on some of the highlights throughout the week because I was at the uh at the Falcons um Jaguars game and ended up having a few beers after in London so I've not didn't see it live but yeah I mean Josh Allen back to his old self wasn't he so Josh Allen goes off 21 um completions 320 yards and he throws four touchdowns I mean also runs one in doesn't he Um, our boy James Cook really good again 12 carries 29 yards gets his touchdown one reception for 48 yards I mean he's he's just like a a bit of a wide receiver when they line him up out wide and you then got Murray and Harris uh, just sort of chewing the clock away I suppose haven't you really so Murray goes four carries for 32 yards and, and Harris goes six carries for 29 so fairly efficient numbers from your backup running backs as well I mean, the wide receiver room, this is where it goes a bit mad. Stefan Diggs was just so efficient with his touches. Six receptions for 120 yards and three touchdowns. He just, uh, when they're on tune, these boys just can't really be touched. They're up there with the best. And Gabe Davis isn't really a guy that, that we like that much. But again, very, very efficient on the day. Three targets, three receptions, 61 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, I mean, the rest of the wide receiver room, Trent Sherfield mixed in a little bit and Harty had a little bit of work. And Shakir misses only, only target. Um, But Kincaid, you know, fairly consistent. He pulls in four receptions, but only goes for 27 yards. And he's been a bit slow to start, Kincaid, really, is not he? And, yeah, better days to come. Uh, Dawson Knox mixes in and gets his one reception. He'll always uh, be there or thereabouts. But, I mean, the Dolphins, really, too, didn't have his best game, uh, despite going for 282 yards. Uh, only threw one touchdown, which, um, you know, wasn't the best for them. But Devon Achan, is that how we're saying it nowadays? Another incredible game. Eight carries for 101 yards and two touchdowns, plus another three receptions through the air for 19. He's just excellent. I started most in the league, and he really let me down, actually. Seven carries for nine yards, and got got his three receptions, but HN really took over this game. Wide receiver room. um, Disappointed from the big boys, really. Braxton Berrios was the main man. Gets a carry for 11 yards, but he then pulls in six receptions for 43 yards, and he gets the touchdown, which is a bit surprising. Tyreek Hill won't have many games like this. He goes for uh, three receptions for 58 yards. and I mean, his floor is about 10 points in fantasy, so it's not the end of the world, really. Jalen Waddle obviously missed. I think did he did miss one game uh, a couple of weeks back, but he's back now. Four receptions for 46 yards. So again, wasn't his best game, despite trailing. Durham Smythe continues to be quite efficient, though. Four targets, four receptions for 41 yards. I mean, this was just an incredible game from what I saw. But did you manage to catch much of this at the time?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was catching a fair bit of it on Redstone, and it was literally back and forth until until about yeah uh, until about fourteen all, and then Buffalo just kind of took over. But they were yeah they were lockstep early early on in the game. One had scored, the other had scored, then it'd be back and forth again. But yeah, and it, Buffalo slowly took over this one, and um, they kind of got two out of his rhythm in his passing, and they, they kind of shut down uh, Waddle and Hill, which isn't easy. The chain's got the, the, the points there, but I think they were happy to, not happy, but they were kind of run funneling the game, really, so kind of kept them with the out-of-the-explosive plays in the air and, and on the ground, but um, there's just nothing in that tight end room to do anything, really. Is Darren Smith's not doing anything with those that volume, is he?
1: No, I mean, he's efficient, isn't he, but he's not doing much with it, and... Yeah, I mean, obviously it will come into next week, but a bit of news today, obviously Chase Claypool moving to uh, the Dolphins. Any chance that he could switch to tight end, or do you just think he's a bit of a bum?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is why I brought up the uh, the tight end. Is there is there a possibility they uh, they move Claypool there? I think they took Elijah Higgins in the draft in, in the hope that he may work out there, but he didn't quite work out. So, do they now see that for Claypool?
1: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they try, but this is a bloke that, you know, by all accounts, I know there's probably a bit of a hitch on him from the Chicago media now. But he wasn't turning up to work on time. He wasn't paying attention in meetings. He wasn't learning the playbook. Is this a sort of bloke that's going to learn a new position and adapt really quickly? It doesn't sound like it, does it?
0: Yeah, I, I can't stand him. I think he's an idiot. And another thing that was puts a nail in his coffin a little bit was. Mike Tomlin dealt with uh, Antonio Brown for a lot of years and, and put up with probably a lot of stuff we didn't know about, but he was done with Claypool fairly early, wasn't he, Tomlin?
1: He was, and actually, I'm not saying he had an Antonio Brown year, but his rookie season was good. He was propped up by that one, well, he did have a four-touchdown game, I think, didn't he, or three-touchdown game at least. But um, good rookie year, and as you said, they just binned him off. He's clearly just a bit of a knob, you know, not turning up on time to train in stupid like dance thing that he did for the Steelers when they were sort of the, the clock was running down. He's just a weapon, isn't he? Not in a good way. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I've got him in a couple of teams because I've refused to cut him, but is there a chance he could do something? Possibly. He, he offers something different. I mean, Braxton Berrows has just gone six receptions. Is it, Claypool could do that role. It's just whether they stick around or not. If he turns up late in Florida, and he's out on the beers and stuff in Miami. It's not going to work, is it?
0: Yeah, I just think that he's um, he's a bit of an idiot, and it's never going to work out because he's he's just not going to grow up, and he's just going to be always be this way. So, I um, I haven't got him anywhere because I don't like him. Um, I'd get rid of him where I could if I did have him. But um, moving on anyway, Devon chain, Is he for real? Is this for real? Is he the RB one now?
1: Jesus, well, I think he is. You can't really argue, can you? Eight carries for a hundred and one yards, but that's just not sustainable for me. I mean, he's the hot commodity, really. In, in dynasty i moved off him probably a little bit early. i should have waited for the blow up game but um i think now the price is going to skyrocket isn't it and i wouldn't be against just moving on because i don't think it's sustainable as much as it's fun and he's been excellent this is a 188 pound running back that i just don't think you can rely on him to play like this every week it's just a bit mad and this is a week where tyreek hill didn't do much waddle didn't do much they got an incredible weapon in Chase Claypool coming in, going to take all these targets. So, um, I don't know. I think if you've got him, you, you've got to just ride him out if you're competing. But if you can get a decent return, I wouldn't be against moving. What about you?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sticking to Priors before the season where I, I just didn't think he could be the RB1 or... I don't know. I don't know if he's got that role now or whether it's sustainable with his weight. I mean, he'd be an outlier, wouldn't he, in... Um, outlier with, with with his build and if he becomes the rb1 and has a like a lot of what he's just very efficient at the moment isn't he eight carries he's only getting eight carries i don't see him ever getting sort of into the teens or the 20s with his carries i don't know i just don't know i guess you have to see how this one plays out really don't you
1: yeah exactly i mean he can't go off for 101 yards for eight carries anymore i mean i didn't see you know much of it live because i was out and about but yeah, I, I don't think it's sustainable. Didn't he miss some time in the preseason with a shoulder? He got smashed by a safety and I don't know. If he gets a big hit, I'm not sure. At the moment, I think you can just get a lot in return. I think you probably could get that sort of two first round pick type value for him, couldn't you? And if I could get that, I probably would, to be honest with you. I've got him in a couple of teams. I'm starting him because I'm competing. But I don't know if someone comes flying with an offer, I'm, I'm taking it.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely uh, be looking. I think you, like you said last week, the move if if you're not competing and you've got him is to try and get Brees Hall and something for for A chain, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's the one. I mean, there was some news. We'll get on to the Jets, obviously, but they're talking about, um, you know, he's not on a snap count anymore. So Brees Hall's price might start going up if he gets some work. So make that move quickly if you can.
0: On to the Bills, and that was a game from Josh Allen, wasn't it?
1: Really, really was. I mean, he's been not not been sort of the classic Josh Allen this season just yet, but especially week one, just incredible though, wasn't it? He's just such a weapon when he's on point with digs, just completely unstoppable.
0: Yeah, he was throwing the ball really well. I mean, he's only not completed four passes and, um, he's choosing his times to run well as well. He got the rushing touchdown and, you know, he's, he's picking and choosing when to rush and they're kind of using Murray and Harris as the hammers and, and, Cook as you know, really the efficient worker in the running back room. But, He's just been really smart with his with his plays, taking what they're giving him and then, you know, the explosive plays when he can. And he's just playing really well at the moment. I mean, it's a, it's night and day from that Jets first game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, j- just moving to the tight end, really. Are you worried about Kincaid or is this just a rookie tight end being embedded in? What, what do you make of it?
0: um his work actually ramped up this week and you know he's he's in more over knocks this week and he's getting more targets and receptions than knocks now when it was fairly even i think his work's going to ramp up i've seen him on a few sort of buy lists this week and I, i'm kind of in with that thinking as well i think that his work's going to ramp up now he's slowly getting adjusted and yeah i'd um, I'd try and get king k before the blow up games i think the blow up game's definitely on the way
1: it is. I mean, I do worry about his snap percentage, though. So his snap percentage, strangely, has dropped. I mean, it started off playing 80% of the snaps. He's gone to 60, 51, 52. So he's not on the field all the time. But I think you are right. There is a blow-up game coming. Um, it's just a matter of when it is. It might be a rough rookie season, but maybe that's to be expected with tight ends.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, let's take, let's go down to uh, to Carolina. Talk us through this one.
1: Am I talking to? through? I think you're taking us through this one, aren't you?
0: Is this me for this one, is it?
1: it is yeah take us
0: so minnesota 21 carolina 13 so a nice one for the vikings kirk cousins 12 from 19 for 139 yards and two touchdowns he had two interceptions in there as well so not as good as he can be for cousins box score of only 13.5 points which isn't great alexander Matteson, he, um he had a better week to be fair 17 carries for 95 yards and one reception for three yards Cam Akers actually got a fair bit of work he had the five carries for 40 yards two from two receptions for 11 yards so Cam Akers had not been there that long and he's taken up a little bit of work there so um i don't know if that's going to expand as, as the weeks go on or not but that's one to keep an eye on uh in the weeks ahead i mean do we talk about justin jefferson anymore six from nine for 95 yards two touchdowns i mean it's just yeah it, it isn't there's nothing you can say anymore about jefferson is there
1: it's a down game for him as well isn't it I think you know just the six receptions but yeah as you said he just does what he does isn't pointless even speaking about him
0: <laughs> KJ Osborne one reception for uh, for 18 uh, sorry 16 yards Jordan Addison uh no receptions zero points this week which was a bit of a surprise to me but TJ Hawkinson as well two from three for 24 yards didn't really do much work and he kind of cost me in a few uh, games because I've got him in tons of leagues but um just onto the panthers bryce young i actually thought he um it was more of an improvement from him this week and he actually played quite well it's just not got a lot of weapons down there they've not threatening deep and they've got no one sort of over the top but 25 from 32 for 204 yards two carries for 10 yards as well but he had a really really costly fumble i can't remember it was uh, dj won i think it was that strip sacked him and it really cost them but he he actually is looking good in game when you walk when you watch him bit of a surprise in the running back room sort of tuba hubbard had more of the work more carries than miles sanders 14 carries for 41 yards two from two for 12 yards miles sanders 13 carries for 19 yards three from three for 13 yards so hubbard ahead in the uh carries and the box score i know sanders is carrying a bit of a groin strain so i don't know if that's played a part into it but um hubbard is uh more efficient and got the uh, the more work this week. So maybe one to keep an eye on long-term. But Adam Phelan, uh, seven receptions for 76 yards. He's just becoming Bryce Young's kind of safety blanket at the moment, and they're, they're using him quite a lot. Uh, Terrace Marshall, is he back from the dead? I mean, we'll speak about it a bit later on, but nine from 10 for 56 yards. So 10 actual targets for Terrace Marshall. So he was the most... Targeted receiver and he had the most receptions on the uh, on the Panthers last week. So he may be back from the dead, but um, yeah, we'll discuss that. But DJ Chark two from three for twenty-eight yards and Naviska Chanel one reception for twelve yards. The tight end room for the Panthers is dead. Uh, it's Hayden Hurst is there and uh, Tommy Tremble and uh, Ian Thomas, but none of them are doing anything. Hayden Hurst one reception for seven yards. Talk to me about uh, the Panthers and the Vikings.
1: Yeah, I mean, the running back room didn't surprise me, strangely. I mean, I've got Sanders in a few. He was carrying that injury, and you know, I thought there might be a bit of a split. But I don't think there's that much of a difference in talent between him and Hubbard. That's why I've, I've got Hubbard in a few, and I'm not getting rid of him, because there's a, a non-zero chance he could, he could be the lead back at some point this season. He, he's really, really good, Hubbard. I mean, the big story, really, is Terrace Marshall. He's a guy that you and I both loved, and I've sort of thrown him in the bin a few times and, just when i think i'm out he pulls me back in um i mean that was incredible for him wasn't it nine receptions he's not been anywhere near that efficient his whole career in in carolina
0: i mean it's like we said um pre-season you have to see who the the rookie quarterbacks sort of takes to and i don't know marshall's had quite a few um targets in the last few weeks now i mean he had the 10 targets this week, he had 8 targets against the 49ers, and he had 6 targets in the first game. I know the second game was a bit of a dud, but, you know, that's 24 targets over over the 4 games. So, you know, average that out. That's not bad, is it, for Terrace Marshall?
1: No, not at all, and he's certainly not dead, because, uh, I mean, Thielen's 33, isn't he? He's not going to go on forever, so, yeah, but... Luckily, the places where I cut Marshall, I ended up getting him back off waivers. So, um, yeah, couldn't quite part of him forever. Hayden Hurst, though, I mean, after throwing Bryce Young's first uh, touchdown pass into the crowd, he's not really done anything since. So, yeah, maybe uh, maybe we should adjust ranks on Bryce Young, because he clearly holds a bit of a grudge. I rate it. <laughs> yeah,
0: you throw my ball away, you're not getting any more.
1: Yeah. I mean, are you worried about Bryce Young at all? I know that we were both very big on him, and he was our QB1. Are we just being stubborn? I mean... He's not. I think he looks good, but he's clearly going to be behind Richardson and Stroud, though, isn't he? Are we just being a bit stubborn here?
0: Um, I still like him. The talent's there, and when I watch him, I, I don't have any worries about him. I just worry about the situation around him. The, the O-line's not great. There's not a lot of weapons there, and the Panthers in general are pretty rubbish. The scheme's not been great. I just, I don't know. Frank Reich's maybe a little bit overrated, but I don't have any worries about Bryce Young, the player, at all, really.
1: No, I don't really. It's um, you might need to just rough out this season, but big chance next season they could go and uh, you know sign a, a big receiver in free agency and you know really build something around him. So uh, yeah, I mean looking at um, looking at the Vikings really, as you said, keep an eye on Cam Akers and the split there because Mattson got the bulk of it. But yeah, Cam Akers off off the street essentially, and he's come in taking a you know a fair bit of work straight away. It's um, definitely a situation to watch, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Connell's familiar with Akers from the Rams as well. So he does like him and he's going to look to involve him more and more, I think. And, you know, Madison's nothing special. I'm, I'm not even sure Akers is that special, but I just think Akers might be better talent-wise than, than Madison. And the draft capital plays out without from where they were taken, you know, in their careers, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, just in pure talent, I think there's not even a question, is there, really? It's uh, just a question of how, how that split could work out. I mean, Jordan Anderson really disappointed me. I started him in a league and he produced a big fat goose egg for us. And I don't know, we we sort of said early on, the reason we didn't like Addison in the process, we thought he could be a bit boom-bust, you know, given his weight and stuff, and he came out flying. But maybe this is him just going to be a bit frustrating at times in his rookie year.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, they reckon at times as well that KJ Osborne's still running more routes and um, KJ Osborne's volume's greater at the moment as well. So... He needs to surpass KJ Osborne fairly soon, doesn't he? But like, they like Osborne in there for the run blocking as well. So, as you say, this might just be where Addison is at the moment.
1: I mean, Osborne's playing nearly all the snaps. He's playing 80%, 90% of snaps every single every single game. I mean, Addison just isn't. He's on the field for about 50%, 60% of snaps every game. It's not, not great, is it? But remember a few years ago, people were worried that... Um, Justin Jefferson was the wide receiver for, I think, in the preseason. And it took him, I think, three or four games to really get going. I'm not saying Addison's going to be Justin Jefferson, but uh, maybe people are panicking too early.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I just think it's, yeah, it's a rookie season playing out, as they sometimes do, isn't it? I mean, we'll I think we'll see brighter days ahead from him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, it's technically me next, but do you want to take us through this? Because, uh, Spots of uh, brightness for you, but the end score probably not.
0: So yeah, this was um, Soldier Field last week. My boys, the Bears, Denver thirty-one, the Bears uh, twenty-eight. So we were uh, twenty-one-seven up, I think, or twenty-one-three up. We we had a big lead, and then we uh, we kind of blew it. The uh, the play call in near the end when we could have taken the field goal. I don't mind going for it when there's only a yard, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, Justin Fields, 28 of 35, 335 yards, four touchdowns. Bit of a costly um, fumble later in the game, which kind of helped the momentum swing in their favour, but his passing was exceptional. He was really, really good last week. I know it's only the Broncos and their defence is a bit of a sieve, but um, more evidence last night as well from Fields in the uh, the Thursday night game that we'll get to next week, and... I don't really have a problem with Justin Fields. Uh, I think he's very, very talented. He can run. He can pass. I just think that we're not helping him with the O-line. We're not helping him with the scheme. Justin's got his faults as well, but I think we can help with that as well. Anthony Richardson is not a great final product yet, but they're getting good work out of him in the Colts with the scheme. They're scheming him up really well, and we've never really done that with Justin until, you know, Midway through last year, and then that's kind of stopped this year, and they're not running him so much. So I think he's kind of been jumbled about with his scheme. But Khalil Herbert kind of took over the running back room, whereas we expected more from Roshan. So Khalil Herbert last week, 18 carries for 103 yards, and he ran really, really well. Four receptions for 19 yards as well, and he got a touchdown. Khalil Herbert was really, really good last week. I always really liked the player. I think we just expected Roshan to take the job. But Roshan Johnson, five carries for 13 yards, one reception for two yards. Not a great game for Roshan last week. It was all the Khalil Herbert show, really, at the running back room, but wide receiver room. DJ Moore, 8 from 9 for 131 yards and a touchdown. And, and, you know, we're not going to speak about last night's game yet, but he's had a decent couple of weeks, DJ Moore. So, um, Darnell Mooney, 4 from 4 for 51 yards. Ekominis, St. Brown, a reception for 21 yards. Tyler Scott, he had the two carries for 19 yards on, like, uh, jet sweeps and some gadget stuff in there. I think... Tyler Scott will be the long-term Darnell Mooney replacement, but um, Vilas Jones, a carry for 10 yards as well. I think he's about 38 years old, Vilas Jones, so um, they want to get the work out of him while they can before he retires. Cole Komet, so uh, seven from nine for 85 yards and two touchdowns. Cole Komet was kind of Justin Fields' safety blanket last year, and I expected a little bit more of that this year. It hasn't started out that way, but he he made a return in this game, and um, he was decent last night as well, so... Nice return to form from Cole Komet and maybe a decent role moving ahead. But um, Robert Tonyan as well, two from two for 18 yards, uh, mainly all Komet in the, uh, in the tight end room, DJ Moore in the wide receiver room. And obviously Khalil Herbert in the running back room. But um, onto the Broncos, Russell Wilson, 21 from 28 for 223 yards, three touchdowns with four carries of 13 yards. I actually think Russell Wilson has played really, really well for the Broncos this year. Um, I like him. I've, I think all the uh, the sort of noise about him has gone over the top he's a really good quarterback it was just a bad all round situation last year and I think he's fine this year he's looked good, he's looked sharp in the pocket, he's lost a bit of weight, he's moving well and he's throwing well so I've not got a problem with Russell Wilson this year at all, I think he's played really well but um, their defence is terrible but um, in the running back room Javante Williams left the game I think he had a hit problem so he only had two carries and three receptions Samarji Piran, six carries for 12 yards, two receptions for 23 yards, but the big player last week for the Broncos in the running back room, Jaleel McLaughlin, so seven carries for 72 yards, three from three for 32 yards on a touchdown, 19.4 points in uh, Fantasy League's PPI, so a really, really good week. And he's an undrafted free agent, and he's a, he's a Sean Payton favourite, and he's he's explosive. He's only little, I think he's 5'7", um, 5'8", five, five, and he's... Only 187 pounds, so he's not a bell cow profile, but he's explosive. And, you know, a lot of people are saying this could be Sean Payton's Darren Sproles. So maybe one to keep an eye on uh, in Dynasty moving ahead. And a lot of people obviously picked him up in redraft this week in the hope that Javante's out. But on to the wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, free from five for 25, 27 yards. And he got the touchdown. Jerry Julie free from five for 52 yards. Um, Brandon Johnson, one reception for four yards. Marvin Mims, two from two for 47 yards. Still not the volume for Mims at the moment, but he's really efficient in his work. Little Jordan Humphrey, one reception for 11 yards. Tight end room is fairly dead at the Broncos. There's not really anybody there. You've got some guy called Adkins, I don't even know. Nate Adkins, just some bum who's there for blocking. Chris Manitz as well and Adam Troutman. They're just, there's nobody doing anything in that tight end room. What do you make of this game? Talk to me. I can't really talk about this anymore because we really shouldn't have lost this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really felt felt for the Bears, actually, to be fair. And I was really pleased for, for Justin Fields because, honestly, as you said very well, they're not scheming for him. They're not doing anything they can to help him. But it's really nice to see him come out fighting, actually, because I think you don't really hear him say very much and sort of people are down on him in Dynasty and his values tanked. But to see him come out and put this sort of stat line together, was excellent wasn't it really 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 good to see so um yeah I really like that but there's not much else to say about the Bears really I'm just I'm surprised at how good the connection with DJ Moore is between him and Fields because they started off a bit slow but obviously uh not going to talk about um week five yet but yeah they've had two solid games on the trot now and the connection is just excellent and I suppose it just shows what a difference getting that idiot out your building is um getting rid of Claypool it's obviously done something and I suppose you never really know what goes on in the locker room, do you? And if the players don't like someone and he's turning up late and pissing everyone off, and I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I was gutted for you boys, actually. I thought you, thought you played really well.
0: Yeah, we did. And Iberflus didn't kick the, uh, the field goal when he had the chart. I don't mind going for it, but it's just disappointing that we didn't complete it and then couldn't stop them either. So, yeah, it's disappointing. And, um, I mean, we can't talk, talk too much about yesterday's game except... In our multi league, where the uh, the points are uh, multiplied quite a lot, DJ Moore did well for you last night, didn't
1: he? I think he did, mate. Yeah, I, I ended up. Um, did I have Logan Thomas and DJ Moore put about ninety-five points on you or something last night? Didn't I? Or it was uh, not a bad little start.
0: One hundred eighteen uh, points. So DJ Moore alone got eighty-one, and and Logan Thomas got thirty-seven.
1: Incredible. In fairness, we've been banging Logan Thomas drum all off season. So I was quite pleased with that. Um, I mean, on the Broncos, really, Russ Wilson, I agree with you. I think he's been really good this season. There's a few idiots out there saying Stash Jarrett Stidham, do me a favour. Honestly, I've got no interest in that at all. Russ Wilson's been absolutely fine. The real issue, as you said, their defence is awful. Um, absolutely dreadful I think from a dynasty takeaway if you've got any players going up against the Broncos start them I, and that's what I'm doing at the moment anyone against the Broncos or games against the Lions they tend to just be shootouts with loads of points so just start playing your players and um, yeah Jerry Judy for me as well just a final point it's been really disappointing this season isn't he? he's always limited there's always something going on uh, even this week again he's out limited he's missing days in practice he's just been a massive letdown and uh, I don't know if I can get a little block game from Jerry Judy and move on I'd really like to in a few leagues I've got him, and he's just crap I mean you can't rely on him can you
0: i uh Jerry Judy's entering Chase Claypool territory for me I can't stand him he's a fake alpha for me as well he's he promises so much and delivers so little he's like you say he's always injured and yeah i just, i can't, I can't really tolerate him um doesn't do anything he's not done anything is he, is this his third or fourth year in the league he's not really put up a consistent run is he i just people get amazed by his route running and stuff like that but he's just he's not earning targets and he's not doing anything with it and i mean he's being outworked by courtland sutton right now isn't he and you know people are so down on courtland sutton um it's just not looking good for judy is it
1: it really isn't no it's his fourth season and uh, fourth uh season in the league and he's just done absolutely nothing. So yeah, I've got him in a couple. I, I really did expect big things and I rejected good offers for him in the off season. That was a bit of a mistake really. As you said though, the tight end room for the uh the Broncos, absolutely dreadful, just just nothing is there. So but yeah, for me I think Russ Wilson's been one of the uh best values of the off seasons. he's he's been absolutely fine in fantasy as well, been really decent.
0: What about uh Julian McLaughlin? What are you saying?
1: I mean, I think people have gone a bit mad on him this week. I saw that you got a second and a third in one league, which fell off my chair. Um, (laughs) I mean, I like him, but yeah, people are just projecting that Javonta Williams is going to miss some time. And I just don't know if that's the case. The reports have been a bit more positive as the days go on, I think, aren't they? And I think he's in limited practice at the moment. So yeah, he's definitely going to have a role, but I don't know if it's quite um, paying a second and a third in dynasty. It's more um, getting thrown in if you can, rather than pay that sort of price. How on earth do you do it?
0: Well, I've seen sometimes that um, people are a fan of a player, uh, and, and the guy that I sold to, I saw sort of spent upwards of 60, 70 in fab on Jaleel McLaughlin, so I was like, okay, he kind of likes him then, so I'll offer him out, and um, yeah, he just he took the deal. I was not surprised I didn't even get a counter back, but in Dynasty, I've just got no sort of long-term commitment to a guy who's a 187 pounds, and... He's behind Javante Williams, so it was just a chance for me to get some picks back, to be honest.
1: Yeah, incredible. I mean, I think he's going to be usable in, in weeks, isn't he? He might have that P Ryan role that people were projecting, but, yeah, I don't think he's going to, ever going to be a reliable, long-term fantasy asset. So to get a second and a third, incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's very, very best. He might be a, a satellite back.
1: Yeah, he might be Naheem Hines at very, very best, and that's, that's unlikely. So... Yeah, done very well there. But, you know, if, if Williams misses some time, he, he might have some spot starts. And especially if they're trailing, I suppose they could throw it a bit to him. So, yeah, you've done very, very well there. But I think as a dynasty point, you're very, very good at that. I don't like to give you too much credit, but you're very, very good at understanding what people want and what they need. And you're very insistent as well. So you get deals done that people don't think are possible. Uh, you're a good GM. <laughs> I'm,
0: uh, I'm nearly feeling off my seat with some uh, some praise there.
1: I've been away for a few days, mate. I'm feeling good at the moment, so you won't get much more of it.
0: <laughs> so uh, take us down to, uh, to Cleveland. This was a bit of a disgrace, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it really was a bit of a disgrace. Well, obviously Deshaun Watson, he was sort of questionable all week, and there was talk he was going to play, but he doesn't, and uh, ends up the Ravens 28, the Browns three, and um, I must admit, I'll start with the Browns, because my boy Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he was my sort of pre-season, well, pre-processed darling, really. I really liked him. He comes in, gets the start, and he, he wasn't great, was he, really? Through three interceptions and yeah, 19 completions for 121 yards. Tough defense to go against as a rookie coming into the league, isn't it? Really, in, in sort of week four. So can't read too much into that. Uh Jerome Ford continues to be all right, despite the sort of the game script not really suiting him. He goes nine carries for 26 yards and pulls in five receptions as well. Pierre Strong mixed in with a few carries, very efficient, actually. Five carries for 49 yards. So He's not completely dead, Pierre Strong, as he outplayed Kareem Hunt, who had the same carries but went for 12 yards. So that's one to watch. Maybe Kareem Hunt is just completely washed because Strong was much more efficient than this week. But this is where it really goes bad. I mean, rookie quarterback throw to these wide receivers. Amari Cooper, one reception from six targets for 16 yards. He killed me in a few leagues. Elijah Moore, one carry for minus 20 yards. I didn't see this live, so God knows what had happened there.
0: Yeah, I um, saw this play. I just cut in. I saw this play. Uh, tell me. It was kind of an end-around jet sweep, and um, the defense clearly read it, and they were loaded out that side. He's kind of he's kind of tried to turn back and go the other way, and he's just ended up losing more and more yards. So, yeah, he, he thought he could reverse it and go back the other way, and he uh, he got caught.
1: Just hit the deck and just take it don't you, you don't yeah go back to yards, they said so. that on the
0: commentary you've just got to take that initial loss and not make it worse but yeah he made it worse
1: jesus i, mean, I, I just think you have got to chalk this down to the quarterback unfortunately it's um yeah very hard game to come into people's jones again one reception cedric tillman one reception none of them went for any yards at all um just not even worth talking about really this is all down to the quarterback not being not being healthy then you look at the uh, the tight end room and joke gets six receptions from seven targets goes for 46 yards but you know a rookie quarterback's gonna ha- look for easy dump offs to and joker and he did that uh akins got one reception harrison bryant got one reception as well but just a bit of a disaster for the browns really um i mean moving on to the ravens lamar didn't really need to do much but what he did was very good so uh, 15 completions for 186 yards and a couple of touchdowns Nine carries for 27 yards, and he, he runs two in. He's just, uh, when he's on this sort of form, it's just very, very easy for him, isn't it? And played very well. Gus Edwards was, uh, was the lead back. Um, 15 carries, 48 yards, pulls in a couple of receptions. Melvin Gordon jumps up from the practice squad again. Three carries for 21 yards and a reception for 23 yards. Justice Hill, very efficient, but didn't get much work. Three carries for 33 yards. They even gave Patrick Ricard... Um, Uh, A bit of a run there, so no reception. He goes for 14 yards. Wide receiver room, not much action really, so only three receivers got a touch, so Zay Flowers uh, pulls in three receptions, 56. Devin Duvernay, two receptions for eight yards, and Nelson Aguilar pulls in one for four yards, so not very uh, much work going on, but they didn't really need to. It was all about the tight ends here. Mark Andrews, five receptions from five targets, 80 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, this was a bit of an old-school Lamar from last season, wasn't it? I mean, talk to me about this game.
0: It was a bit of an old-school sort of Ravens game plan, to be honest. They um, they kind of controlled the game with a bit of the running game and a bit of Lamar Jackson in the running game. And I think, you know, David Gray said in our group, this doesn't look too different from the from the Ravens of last year. And I just don't think they they had to expand on their game against such a poor team in the Browns. I felt a bit sorry for Thompson Robinson. He was clearly way out of his depth and I think he only found out he was playing about 40 minutes before the game because DeSean was in warm-ups and he realised he couldn't go with that shoulder and then the lads thrown in and literally thrown to the wolves. I felt kind of sorry for him but he just wasn't ready and, yeah, it was just a bit of a beat down. and, and the Ravens didn't really have to expand their game much to, to win. So I don't think you could tell much about the Ravens from this one other than Lamar controlled it and, you know, he used his favourite guy, Mark Andrews
1: pretty much all there is to it isn't there I don't think we need to read too much into any of the Browns really especially the wide receivers as you said young guy thrown in with no notice probably didn't really know the game plan that well and yeah it's just one of those weeks write it off move on
0: yeah so we'll say that we'll um we'll head down to Houston so Pittsburgh Steelers six Houston Texans 30 so I can't stand the Steelers so I quite enjoyed this but um CJ Stroud, man, he looks uh, he looks phenomenal at the moment. 16 from 30 for four hundred and six yards, two touchdowns, and he he had some really nice throws. The Nico Collins second touchdown was a beautiful throw, really really well placed, just over the um, the defensive back's head and straight into the the runner. Nico Collins really nice touch on the ball, but four carries for 16 yards as well. He looks really really good. CJ Stroud, uh, Damian Pierce, 24 carries for 81 yards, one reception for 27 yards. Devon Singletary is getting a bit more work than I think people expected. Uh six one completion as well for six yards. So he had a bit of a throw in this game as well. But uh seven carries for twenty-five yards and one reception for eleven yards. So Singletary's working in there and he, he's just a good professional running back, but it's kind of killing Damian Pierce at the moment. But um the wide receiver room, I mean, you and I are big fans of Nico Collins. This was uh this was what we was always dreaming about. He's got his quarterback and Yeah, he's had an explosion. So seven from uh, nine for 186 yards with two touchdowns. He was really, really good as well. Kind of seems to be uh, Stroud's go-to ex-receiver. And, yeah, I mean, it's going to improve as the season goes on as well, that connection. But Robert Woods, three from six for 26 yards. John Metchie, one reception for 22 yards. Tank Dale a bit of a quiet game after his um, recent good weeks. Only one reception for 16 yards. He had a fumble in there as well when he had the two carries for 13 yards. So a bit of a quiet game. A return to form from Dalton Schultz, Three from three for 42 yards and he got the touchdown as well. So not a great deal of volume, but he did well with what he got. Moving on to the uh, Steelers. They look really terrible offensively. And, you know, a lot of this is being put on Matt Canada at the moment. But I don't think Kenny Pickett's doing any favours at the minute either. 15 from 23. 114 yards. There's an interception in there. He got banged up as well. I think his knee was a bit banged up and he he came out of the game for Trubisky. Drabisky free from 5 for 18 yards and you couldn't really do this. It was kind of dominated by the Texans, but Pickett's apparently going to go this week, whether the scheme or, you know, whether he can do anything within this scheme. I don't know because it looks kind of messy at the moment, but Najee Harry, Najee Harris, 14 carries, 71 yards, a reception for 32 yards. Jalen Warren, eight carries for 29 yards, six from six in the reception games. He doesn't drop anything, this boy, 26 yards, but he had a fumble in there as well. But, the work is kind of split evenly between Harris and Warren these days and I think Warren leads in fantasy points so far as well but um, wide receivers nothing was going on all round because they just could not get the ball moving. Um, one carry for five yards to uh, Calvin Austin, three from five for 24 yards. George Pickens, three from seven for 25 yards and he had a in there as well. Alan Robinson, one reception for eight yards. Pat Frymuth, three from four for seven yards but he left the game injured as well and I think He's already been ruled out for this week, so that's a loss as well because Pickett throws to Fry move quite a lot and he's going to miss him in there. But this could be a game for uh, Darnell Washington to make an impression. One reception last week for 10 yards, but he's clearly going to be the tight end one in the uh, the upcoming weeks depending on how long Fry moves out. Did you see much of this one in the uh, the highlights? Talk to me.
1: I did, yeah, caught the highlights and I think the the big takeaway, everyone keeps talking about CJ Stroud and, you know, you and I probably had him quarterback three, didn't we? And it wasn't that we didn't like him, we just liked the other guys more. I think we were wrong, to be honest. He's been incredible and he's getting the most out of, you know, not the best weapons, you know, he's just elevating everybody, which is what you want from a young quarterback and he's not thrown a single interception at all through four games, which is just just incredible for a rookie. So he's really fun to watch and he's just been excellent, isn't he? And, I um, like he was interviewed and they asked him, you know, what is it you're good at? How would you describe your game? And he said that he's a, a precision passer. I just love like describing yourself as that because that's sort of how I think of myself as well. <laughs> um, so <laughs> in, in soccer, I should I say, not uh, not American football. Um, but Nico Collins, man, as you said, just been absolutely incredible. I remember a trade I pulled off in the offseason. I thought I'd like stolen what I got. I paid Nico Collins Uh, Kadaris, Tony, and a a late second for Traylon Burks. And I thought I'd got a great deal. I mean, I wish I could rewind the clock now um, because Nico Collins looks like an absolute steal, doesn't he, in Dynasty?
0: Yeah, he's been really good. I think he had the down week uh, last week when it was kind of Dell's game. But, yeah, Collins has been fairly consistent. You know, 14 points week one, 27 points week two, 35 points last week. That's really, really good and consistent, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really has. It's just been excellent. It's just a proper alpha, as we've said all along. So you and I have been hoping for this for a few years now. and. Really good to finally see it. I mean, just touching back on the running backs, I'm not that worried about Damian Pierce, to be honest. I think Singletary is sort of mixing in a bit more than people would hope, but the, the line, the, the O line's just been a bit banged up, and they've not yet fielded their full team, uh, you know, in that offensive line. So there are bad days to come for Damian Pierce, and he's still a, you know, a decent value, and I think you can pick him up for fairly cheap. The only concern I would have in Dynasty is that he was only a fourth round pick, so there's nothing to stop them from just saying, actually, let's go and pick up someone next season, that's always the risk with these guys that haven't got the draft capital, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it was a late pick, and we've seen this so many times before. Tyler Algier went for 1,000 yards last year and was replaced by probably one of the best running backs around at the moment. So you never know what's on the way, you know, and those guys with the third and fourth round capital, you know, they're always looking over their shoulders, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and I think he was a fourth round pick, just like Algier, actually. So, yeah, a bit of a question mark after this season, but I do expect him to improve as the season goes on um i mean looking at the steelers really I, I like Pickett. i'm probably one of the few Pickett fans remaining but yeah been a bit of a disaster isn't it really and you know there was talk that his knee injury could be quite serious but he looks like he's good to go i couldn't believe it. i actually wasted some fab on trubisky in a couple of leagues just where i'm in trouble with bye weeks and stuff but looks like that was just burnt money now because he's uh, going to be good to go Pickett, i think
0: in one of my leagues i think someone did 110 dollars on trubisky and then when the news come through that uh, Pickett was playing, they dropped him.
1: <laughs> I always love that when you see someone waste all their their fab and then uh, the next thing is a notification on Sleeper. Incredible. But it did seem like it could be quite a nasty knee injury, didn't it? There was talk it could be like a season ender and then suddenly within a couple of days he's back playing. I don't know if that's he's genuinely fit or he just wants to plough through. I, I don't know, but it's not been great for them at all, has it?
0: It looked fairly ACL-ish when I saw it. He couldn't yeah. wait there on it, and he was in trouble big time. But, yeah, I'm amazed he's back this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd be starting any of my uh, my Steelers this week because I don't think um, if he is back, he's not going to be fully healthy. And if I'm going against him, I'm just going to smash him in the knee, aren't you, really? Like, I just don't know if I want to trust him.
0: Well, they are at home, but it's the Ravens
1: exactly exactly so yeah I'll be steering clear of any of the Pittsburgh Steelers this week I think for fantasy but <clears throat> I mean talk to me about Nigel Harris and Jalen Warren because I think you are right the split is um not quite even Harris is getting a lot of work on the ground but Warren is so good in the air I mean what do you make of this are you is there any hope for Harris this season
0: um I mean he's got the first round capital and that's always gonna keep him relevant because they not they never want to look stupid with it but Jalen Warren's just more explosive. He's um, really, really good in pass blocking. He's an excellent pass catcher. He's just more explosive than Najee. and I think the stats play out, and even on the eye test, when you look at them, Jalen Warren just looks the more explosive player, and you know Najee looks like he's just carrying a bit. So, yeah, I don't. I mean, will Warren take over, or will that draft capital keep Najee relevant? I don't know. We'll see as the season goes on, but yeah, it's it's, it's fairly even at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, if you've got Harris, you're you're likely going to have to start him, I suppose, really, because he's probably one of your your leading running backs. It's going to be tough, isn't it, to bench him?
0: Yeah, I mean, he will always get decent volume, but he's just not doing a great deal with it at the moment. He's fine. He does do some, some good work. He breaks off some runs, but it's just there's no explosion there with him, really.
1: Yeah, not great. Um, well, let's move on down to uh, Los Angeles Rams against the Indianapolis Colts. Finishes Rams 29, the Colts 23 after overtime. I mean, Anthony Richards comes back in. He was excellent again, really, and uh, just very fun to watch, As not he? Uh, only completes 11 of his 25 passes for 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Completes a couple of two-point conversions as well. Um, 10 carries for 56 yards and another touchdown. He's just going to be just going to be like this, isn't he? He's not going to be that efficient in the air, but he's always going to save you with his rushing work and, you know, going to be very, very fun while he's doing it. Running back room, uh, not quite the 100% carries for Zach Moss, but not far off it. He goes 18 carries for 70 yards, but doesn't pull in his only, uh, only target. And then Trey Sermon mixed in with three carries for seven yards, so... Uh, The big news, obviously, is uh, Jonathan Taylor. They are activating him. Uh, Should be good to go, hopefully week five. So, I mean, the Zach Moss experiment is probably done. If I've got him, you probably have to keep hold of him for a couple of weeks, don't you? Because all it takes is a little tweak and suddenly uh, Jonathan Taylor is missing time again. But, um, yeah, Zach Moss's days are probably numbered now. Wide receiver room, a bit of a wasteland, really. Not much really going on. Josh Downs, two receptions for 34 yards. Alec Pierce one reception for 38 yards. And Michael Pittman, very disappointing on the day, really. One reception for 15 yards um, just wasn't very efficient at all through the air. Anthony Richardson, I'm afraid. Isaiah McKenzie then mixes in. He gets one reception for six yards. The tight end rooms where uh, a bit of business went on. So Ogletree, three receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown. Moe cox one reception for 35 yards and a touchdown. Carlin Grantson then gets in for two receptions for 24 yards. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the the best performance through the air, but obviously, uh, you know, fun, I suppose, if you're a, a Colts fan, apart from the result. Moving on to the Rams, though. I mean, Stafford, I think, has just been really, really good this season. He's fun. He's got a great arm on him. He goes 27 passes for 319 yards and a touchdown. Kyron Williams was just incredible again, though. 25 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns, pulls in all three of his targets for 24 yards. But I think the story that's quietly uh, building up is that Ronnie Rivers, um, I mean, doing really, really well. Nine carries for 47 yards. He also pulls in two of his uh, targets for 10 yards. He's just been very efficient. And he's clearly the running back two there over Zach Evans. He's not even active on game day at the moment. But, I mean, what more do we say about this lad? Uh, Puka Nakura, I might have to bring him up a bit later, possibly. Um, but yeah, nine receptions from his ten targets, another 163 yarder uh, for a touchdown. He pulls in his first NFL touchdown. Really, really pleased for him. He really deserves it after his start to the season. Two to Atwell, not quite as efficient. Five receptions from his nine targets for 24 yards. Van Jefferson, the forgotten man of this wide receiver room, two receptions from his three targets for 29 yards, and that is it from the wide receivers. Tyler Higby though, loads of volume, 11 targets, pulls in five of them for 64 yards. Bryson Hopkins pulls in one for five yards, and that was it for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. But, I mean, the big story, really, Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua are probably the two biggest values in the whole of Dynasty in the offseason, if you manage to get them, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, Puka and Nakua has been phenomenal. I mean, I think he only, he's only behind Jefferson on yards and receptions at the moment, isn't he? Which is incredible for a rookie I mean I don't think we've ever seen this is unprecedented isn't it the usage and, and the volume and and his output is incredible isn't it
1: yeah absolutely incredible it really really is It's. Uh, I'm lucky I got exposure to quite a few of them actually and um, you know Kyron Williams especially I was laughed at last year because I picked him up in the first round didn't I in, in our pre sort of combine draft and I thought that was an absolute waste, but it turns out to be a, a fantastic pick. And Nakua, Jesus, I mean, I've got him in the fourth and fifth in most leagues. Got him in waivers in a few. And just absolute. have you ever seen anything like this?
0: No, that's what I mean. It's kind of unprecedented, is it? We've not seen anyone come in straight away like that as a rookie and get that much work and do that much with it. I mean, it's just, I've never seen it.
1: It's really weird because when you watch him play, he does everything well, but he also looks a little bit weird doing it. He's, um... I don't know, really, really weird. And I found out that the, the name Puka is not even his real name. Um, Puka is actually a nickname, which means small and chubby. I mean, apparently he was a bit of a bit of a chubby funster as a kid. So, like, a, God knows. Um, but, yeah, just been absolutely incredible. Obviously going to take a hit. There's, uh, you know, Cooper Cup has been activated now, has not he? And uh, he will be playing in week five. So he's going to take a bit of a hit. But, I mean, I think they can both coexist. I, I don't think he's going to be completely dead. He just might lose a few targets, but he's been very efficient with what he's got. So are you worried about Cooper Cup coming in?
0: No, I think um, if anything, I'm more worried that Cup's hamstring breaks and he breaks back down. I wouldn't be worried for Puka Nakura right now. But I said it on the chat earlier, it looks like Carp um, Nakura and Atwell is their updated version of Cup, Woods and Cooks, isn't it? From back in the day when they had that nice receiver room. And I think it's going to work well for him, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was really pleased to see Nakua get his first touchdown. Cause that's the only thing that he's been missing, really. But, yeah, if they've got Atwell, Cup, and Nakua with uh, Tyler Higby, I mean, that's not a bad little group of weapons. And if Kyron Williams continues doing what he's doing, I mean, they were pegged as being probably the worst team in the league, but it doesn't look like that at the moment.
0: Yeah, he was, uh, it was a good shout-on Ronnie Rivers as well. He was. Um, they were kind of saying that they needed to get someone else getting some work. It was just... I think you had to monitor who was going to get the work. And it looks like Ronnie Rivers is the direct backup now as well. He was fairly good from, uh, from, the, from what I saw from the game. He, he's fairly shifty and he can catch as well. And yeah, he was fine. He did, he did some good work last week. And I guess if you're looking at handcuffs or potential players to pick up, I think Ronnie Rivers is a decent one in redraft if you just need someone that you may get a role in future.
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, I don't know what to make of Zach Evans, really, because he's obviously a bit of a knob. He's completely inactive on game day, he tanked in the draft, didn't he, to the late sixth round, despite being really highly rated. It just makes you wonder, you know, what's going on? I mean, he's been outplayed by Ronnie Rivers, and I don't think he's been active at all yet, Zach Evans, has he?
0: No, he hasn't, no. So it doesn't look good for him. He could be gone fairly soon, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, it was never that great in college he was sort of elevated in the draft process and I don't really know why he never hit a thousand yards he was never really a proper bell cow I don't know maybe people are just pegging him to be something he wasn't but yeah it doesn't really look good for him just at this stage
0: no so onto the uh onto the Colts what did you make of Anthony Richardson he's just kind of fun isn't he after two to three years of the Colts being absolutely boring with Wentz and Ryan and all these other bums that they've had trying to replace the big man luck the uh Richardson looks fun doesn't he
1: yeah, and I think that's all you, all you want sometimes as a fan. You want to enjoy watching your team. And yeah, I mean, immediately completing 11 of your 25 is not going to be fantastic every week, but he's going to save you on the ground. He's going to get a few touchdowns. And I mean, one of my favourite players, I know you love him too, was Cam Newton. I just loved watching him play. And he, he does remind me of Cam. He's got that same build, the same sort of running style. And yeah, he's just, uh, just very, very fun, isn't he?
0: He just eats up ground like Cam did. He doesn't even look like he's going fast, but he's eating up ground.
1: Yeah, and did you watch that rap video that I sent? Of, uh, yeah, Rangers,
0: uh, I mean, that just shoots it. him up the board as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, elite, absolutely late. I mean, the wide receiver, I'm very disappointed though, wasn't it? I mean, any sort of takeaways from here? Do you do you care? It's just one of those off games?
0: Just one of those games, really, where they were they were getting sort of... Their success with the tight ends and, and the running and, and things like that and it was just one of those down games for the receivers it doesn't worry me long term i still really like michael Pittman. i still really like josh downs and uh, i still don't like alec pierce
1: yeah yeah i know you don't you're not a big fan of him so uh yeah let's move on anyway let's uh take us down to tampa versus new orleans
0: yeah this was a bit of a mess for uh new orleans saints but tampa bay 26 new orleans uh, nine so Derek Carr was an absolute disgrace. He really shouldn't have been out there. I know that you know these guys like to. Oh, I'm going to tough through it. I'm going to. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be the. Uh, I'm going to be a proper football guy. But this was just idiotic. He clearly wasn't fit. They would have been better off with Jameis out there, was it About, but Derek Carr, 23 from 37 for 127 yards. A lot of it was just dump off to Kamara for menial yards and. Really, really poor from Kyle. He had the fumble as well. And, yeah, 2.1 points in fantasy from a quarterback is a disgrace. But um, Alvin Kamara, 11 carries, 51 yards, 13 receptions for 33 yards. 13 receptions for 33 yards. I don't know what he was doing on those dump-offs. Was he just getting smashed straight away or not? But that's really, really bad. Kendra Miller has not made an impact there yet either. One carry for three yards, one reception for five. Adam Prentice, um, he had a fumble, really costly fumble as well, so he's a waste of time. Michael Thomas was the volume leader, 4 from 6 for 53 yards. Rashid Shahid, 3 from 7 for 33 yards. Chris Olave, a bit disappointing, but this is more on the quarterback than anything else. One reception for 4 yards, so down week for Chris Olave. Nothing in the tight end room. Taysom Hill, one completion for 13 yards, four carries for 10 yards, and reception for 7. So he did a bit of everything, but just not very well onto the buccaneers i mean i don't like him but mayfield is you can only credit him with what he's doing at the moment 25 from 32 completions 246 yards three touchdowns there was an interception in there which was vintage baker eight carries for 31 yards and he's also started running his mouth because he's had a little bit of success which uh, we always knew was going to come rashad white 15 carries for 56 yards three receptions for 22 yards Keyshawn Vaughn was the uh, direct backup this week, which is a bit of a downer for Sean Tucker. But Keyshawn Vaughn nine carries for sixteen yards, one reception for three yards, zero work for Sean Tucker. So not a great uh, out, uh, not great for the um, prospects of uh, Sean Tucker currently when Keyshawn Vaughan's getting the work over him. But onto the receivers, Chris Godwin is kind of the man this week. Eight from eleven for one hundred and fourteen yards. I think Mike Evans left the game early with a hamstring injury. Devin Tompkins uh, he got on the carry for 11 yards and four receptions for 45 yards he scored the touchdown as well Tompkins it was quite a nice um, diving catch he sort of dived out of the end zone as he called it but he was um, across the plane and the touchdown was given Trey Palmer two from three for six yards but he got his touchdown again kind of touchdown dependent Trey Palmer at the moment until he gets more volume he's tough to trust. Mike Evans, three from three for 40 yards. Yeah, I can't think he had the hamstring injury and he uh, a lot of the time he was on the side on a bike, which uh, didn't help anybody out. But um, Kay on three from four for 13 yards and a touchdown. So nice if you um, played out on that week in your tight end premium leagues. But um, did you see much of this game?
1: I caught the highlights of it, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, you're absolutely right with Mayfield. Is, uh it's hard not to credit him he's looked really really good isn't he well, i think we said a few weeks ago he's quite funny because i think that he thinks he's a better athlete than he actually is <laughs> he goes he, he goes rushing around and he's not really got the build or the stature for it is him he? he loves sort of throwing himself about and taking these hits and stuff but he's doing really really well and i suppose you know he's throwing to two massive weapons on the outside and yeah it's uh in a weird way i was quite pleased for him but then he starts as you said he starts trapping off and that was always going to happen isn't it and I don't know. Sean Tucker, very disappointing, though. I mean, I sort of put him as a stash last week, but straight away Keyshawn Vaughn's out, out playing him by quite some distance. That's uh, a bit disappointing, but I think it probably says more about Rashad White, to be honest with you, because why is Keyshawn Vaughn suddenly eating into the work at all? It's just, uh, yeah, not really good signs for Rashad White either.
0: Yeah, for me, Rashad White, whenever I watch him, it's just, there's no burst or explosion there. He's just a volume play uh, running back, really, isn't he? I don't think he's anything special at all, is he?
1: no I mean he's the same as Alexander Madison isn't he really he's a similar sort of player he's fine uh, a few bits and pieces but he's not fantastic as in, he's just a guy really wouldn't surprise me to see him do something but um, I mean Mike Evans missing him he's out of a hamstring I think he's, they're quite lucky that their bye week came in week 5 because he's got that week to sort of stretch off and be alright but again just one to keep an eye on though because he is a bit older and these hamstring if you don't rest them properly he comes back they can just go instantly can't they so I, I don't know have a look at this wide receiver room. As you said, Trey Palmer's quite hard to trust at the moment. He's a bit boom-bust and touchdown-dependent. I saw our friend Amrit picked up uh, Tompkins in about 15 leagues, so I'm expecting him in the inbox multiple times over the next few weeks if uh, if Evans misses any time. But, uh, I mean, Godwin, really decent, though. He's, he seems to have a bit of a connection with Baker now.
0: Yeah, I've always liked Chris Godwin, and um, I picked him up in a league I was hoping to compete in this year, uh, kind of over Michael Evans as well. So, um yeah, I've always liked Godwin. I just think he's a really good volume player, and I think the knee's better now. And I think he was just a really good cheap pickup if you're a contender.
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, on to New Orleans, though. Kamara, <laughs> I don't know. People were worried should they start him? Is he going to have a bit of a role? As you said, what on earth was he doing? 13 receptions for 33 yards. He'd struggle to do that, but I suppose the positive thing is that he got all that work. But what on earth was Derek Carr doing out there? Clearly wasn't fit. Absolutely ridiculous. I picked up Jameis Winston off waivers. I think he was available in two leagues. Um, Hamas just released him straight away, so that was a bit of a disaster, really. I was looking forward to a bit of classic Winston against Mayfield, little return revenge game. It would have been fun, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, but Derek Carr had to prove what a tough football guy he was, didn't he?
1: Honestly, that's exactly what it is, though. Proper football tough man, wasn't it? And Yeah deprived us of an all-time classic I think of Mayfield and Winston going for sort of 400 yards each just lusing it through the air would have been great
0: yeah that would have been much much better than watching Derek Carr and whatever he did
1: yeah I mean Chris Olave I nearly sent him a very strongly worded tweet after this game because he absolutely murdered me in a few leagues I mean one reception for four yards I was absolutely raging when I saw this
0: yeah, I wasn't happy. I've got him in a few and I think I bought him that week in Essex. as well. He kind of did that and I lost to uh, Paul the Bomb in uh, in Essex. So, uh, yeah, a bit disappointing. But um, he's got he's got enough credit in the bank of larvae. So we'll let him off that week because Derek, the dud car, was playing strong, tough football, man. So, yeah, we'll let it go.
1: Yeah, just got to put it down to that, I think, really. And I uh, hope they get back next week because uh, that was a disaster. But um, I'll take us down to uh, Washington Commanders against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles win this 34-31 um, in overtime. So, I mean, starting with the, the Eagles, really. Jalen Hurts completes 25 of 37 passes for 319 yards, couple of touchdowns. DeAndre Swift, again, really, really good again. He's just being very consistent now, isn't he? And 14 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown, four receptions for 23 yards. Kenneth Gamel mixed in a little bit, got his four carries for 14 yards, got a two-point conversion and a couple of receptions. But it very much is the DeAndre Swift show in the running back room, which we said that all off season and uh, people were worried. But he's been excellent. This was a, an, an A.J. Brown game, by all accounts. So nine receptions from 13 targets for 175 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Just incredible. Smith gets similar volume, though. Seven receptions from nine targets for 78 yards. I think A.J. Brown just got the touchdowns and just went a bit nuts with them, really. So really, really good week for him. Olamide Zaccheaus pulls in one reception for 11 yards. So this is just the the Brown and Smith show, and it will be that pretty much most weeks. And, yeah, never know who's going to go off, but um, you're happy if you've got either one, I suppose. Tight end room. Dallas Goddard continues to disappoint this season, really. I mean, two receptions for 25 yards. He did get four targets, which is more encouraging, but he's been dreadful this season to the point that you just can't start him. I mean, I've started Logan Thomas over him a couple of times now because he just can't really be trusted at all. Uh, Albert O was active, didn't do anything at all, though. Um, He's not been much there at all. But the Washington Commanders, Sam Howell. I, I quite like Sam Howell. He's a bit sort of... Uh, a bit immature at times. This is pretty much a rookie season after he redshirted most of last year. But I quite like it. I think he's got good fundamentals. Goes for 29 completions for 290 yards and one touchdown. Uh, we'll probably talk about him a little bit, but he just needs to learn to play the position a bit more. He never knows when the play's dead. He sort of runs it a bit too much. Takes hits he doesn't need to take with his massive head as well. It's, a, you know, a concussion disaster. So not great. Um, running back room, Brian uh, Brian Robinson. 14 carries for 45 yards and the touchdown. And he continues his hot streak of uh, getting some receptions, pulls in two for six yards. Antonio Gibson, um, not quite dead, but he might as well be in terms of the box score, six carries for 19 yards, one reception for seven, just a waste of space really. And in the wide receiver room, a big Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, eight receptions from 10 targets for 86 yards. He did fumble as well, which, uh, you know, a bit costly. Um, Curtis Samuel, really, really good. He's put back-to-back weeks together now, Curtis Samuel. He's been excellent. So one carry for a yard and a touchdown, but he then pulled in seven receptions for 51 yards. Johan Dotson, uh, saved by his touchdown here, really. Four receptions from nine targets for 27 yards only, but the touchdown saved his box score, so he does get a respectable 12.7 points. Been rubbish this season, though, really disappointing. I've got him in redraft, and I'm about to cut him, I think, because he just can't be trusted. Diami Brown, one of my sort of very deep guys in the offseason, pulls in two receptions, 51 yards. He's just a, a boom or bust, deep threat guy. He's not going to do much, unfortunately. And Byron Pringle, I thought he was dead, to be honest. Um, one reception for 15 yards. Logan Thomas is back, though. One carry for a couple of yards and three receptions from his three targets for 41 yards. And, uh, yeah, tough loss really for the commanders in division to a very good Eagles side who are now 4-0. Talk to me.
0: I mean, I know you say Byron Pringle, you thought he was dead. He was on the Bears last year, and I probably wished him dead a few times.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Johan Dotson is a a bit of a worry at the moment. I mean, nine targets, he's only bringing four of them in for 27 yards. He's just not kind of getting the looks at the moment. He's not earning the targets, and he's kind of being outworked at the moment by Curtis Samuel, which is a worry. And I I really like Johan Dotson, and I've got him in quite a lot of places, so... Yeah, this is a bit of a worry, but um, Terry McLaurin got a lot of his points on the um, the touchdown. He scored from... Brian Robinson was trying to run it in, fumbled it, and Terry dived on the ball and got the touchdown. So uh, that was a nice little win for the uh, McLaurin owners out there.
1: Oh, is that what happened? Because so I didn't see this live because I was actually out. So I, I read that there was a fumble. I thought, what on earth's going on there? So that sounds like an interesting one.
0: Yeah, Brian Robinson was trying to get it in, fumbled it, and uh, Terry uh, jumped on the ball and got the touchdown. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. But... Um, yeah, I guess the on uh, from the Eagles' point of view, I mean, DeAndre Swift behind that O line is the stuff dreams are made of, aren't they?
1: Yeah, it really is, and I sort of he always you can always look back, really, but I regret not going a bit bigger on him in the off season. I picked him up in quite a few start ups, but I didn't move through him any because there was a bit of risk behind it. But apart from week one, he's just been excellent, isn't he? And he's clearly the man now, so I'm very pleased where I do have him.
0: He's just very, very explosive, and that O-line is just giving him lots of run lanes and lots of gaps, and there's nobody better to exploit that sort of space uh, than DeAndre Swift. He's shifty, and yeah, I mean, he's been brilliant for them, and um, what a pick-up for them. I think it was a fifth, wasn't it?
1: I think it was. I think it was like a pick-swap in the fifth, wasn't it? It wasn't even a full-on pick, but... Yeah, just incredible. Week one he puts up I think one point and everyone was Kenny Gainwell mad. I sold Gainwell for a second and I think Kendra Miller after week one over the moon with that, because uh, I mean he's he's not going to do anything in front of Swift now, is he?
0: No, I think um you know, I listened to quite a lot of podcasts and I think Adam Leverton on the Established the Run podcast said once you've let the car out of the bag and people have seen Swift do this, there's no way they can say that back. Now that role is his
1: yeah, he was absolutely brilliant, so yeah, I just uh, only regret is we didn't go a bit bigger on him, but we did sell all off-season that he would win this job, and obviously very pleased that that happened. I mean, what do you make of Dallas Goddard, because he's driving me nuts this year.
0: I don't know if the new offensive coordinator there is that bothered about the tight end. I think he just wants to funnel the volume to the wide receivers, and Goddard's been in there blocking a lot as well for the run game, but yeah, he's not been great for Goddard, and I've only got him in one league, and I've just stopped playing him. I just they're not using him as a you know a pass receiving tight end at the moment. It's very minimal work, and yeah, the scheme change has really affected him, and um, it's a problem for him now, isn't it?
1: It is, and we say it pretty much every week the position's so difficult that outside the top few guys, there's you know take your pick between about seven or eight, can't you? And he was always at the upper end of that sort of probably third tier of tight ends, but I don't think he's anywhere near there at the moment. He's, he's tumbled quite a bit for me in rankings because you just can't... I mean, you can't have a top five tight end that you can't even start. I don't like starting him anywhere at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think he's um, I think he's dropping down the rankings quite a lot over the over the weeks, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, close. It's probably tight end 10 now, I would have thought. There's a couple of rookies that will be overtaking him. It's uh, Yeah, it's a bit grim.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, I'll take us down to Tennessee. So uh, the Bengals free the Titans 27 so a bit of an upset here I think people expected the Bengals to try and have a bit of a get right game but Joe Burrow he just doesn't look himself he's not fit he can't pass off of that back foot the right calf is an issue 20 from 30 for 165 yards three carries for a yard and he lost a fumble as well but he's just not throwing deep he's just not got it in him he's not got the velocity in his throws and he's clearly affected by the calf and T Higgins is struggling as well because there's nothing deep. It's all sort of intermediate and short work and then yards after the catch. And it's kind of killing the Bengals at the minute. I don't know whether they'd just be best to sit him down. But, you know, their kind of record suggests that they can't at the moment. They're one on three. So, yeah, it's not great. Mixing in the run game, 14 carries for 67 yards, a reception for nine yards. Couldn't even get the run game going because the airline's a bit busted up as well. Jamar Chase, he's still going to put up a decent box score as his floor. Seven from nine for 73 yards and 14 points. That's just what he does as as a low, really, isn't it? But Tyler Boyd, four from seven for 26 yards. T Higgins, two from four for 19 yards, and he left the game with a fractured rib. There's some talk he may make this week, but I don't really want to touch him uh, this week because he's had these before and he's kind of done nothing. But um, when you don't play them, that's when they go off, isn't it? So... There's a decision to make for quite a lot of T. Higgins owners this week. Yeah, he's not he's not been great so far this year, apart from the one game. But yeah, the Titan room, nothing. Tanner Hudson, um, Will Cox and Sample, Drew Sample, nothing between them. Irv Smith still out injured. I think he's back this week, but the Titan room is fairly dead. The Titans, Tanner Hill 18 from 25 for 240 yards on a touchdown. There was an interception for him as well, but six carries for 11 yards. He had two fumbles in there as well, Tanner Hill, which. Kind of hit his box score. Derek Henry. This was a, a return to form from the big man. So um, he had the jump pass as well. I don't know if you saw the trick play to the tight end, but um, they lined him up in a wild cap and uh, just expecting to pound it down the middle. But he, uh, he completed a nice little jump pass to uh, Josh Wild. So uh, nice little touchdown pass for the big man. But um, 22 carries, 122 yards and a touchdown and one reception for 11 yards. But he looked like old um, Henry with his uh, touchdown run. Just smashing through people pushing them off of him and strong arming them out of the way and yeah really nice explosive touchdown and he looked back to something like his best but Ty J spears is still mixing in well he's getting decent volume five carries for 40 f- for 40 yards three receptions for 18 yards i think Ty J spears will be their negative game strip guy because he'll just be there for the passing downs which he's very good at but um nick westbrook akine five from six for 51 yards and a touchdown DeAndre Hopkins, four from six for 63 yards. Chris Moore, one target, uh, oh, sorry, three targets, one reception for 44 yards. So, a big play, but then he fumbled it. So, um, yeah, kind of sums up Chris Moore. But Josh Wilde, two from two for 26 yards and a touchdown. He obviously got the touchdown from the, uh, Derek Orm repass. Chica Conquo, three from three for 29. He's just not getting the volume at the moment because the whole offense is just not producing a lot of volume as it is at the moment. But, um, Bit of a shock this one, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it really was. And this all came down to Joe Burrow, I think. And as you said, they're they're putting him out there and not quite as annoying as Derek Carr, but he wants to be out there playing, but he really shouldn't be because he's been crap all season. And yeah, as for T Higgins going off, with his busted ribs good. Um, probably a fantasy owner belted him because honestly, he's, inf- <laughs> he, he's infuriating to roster at the moment. And yeah, I might be talking about him shortly, but... It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, if he is healthy this week, I don't think I'm going to start him unless I really, really have to because you just can't trust him. until we see that Joe Burrow is back to his old self. Very, very hard to trust anyone here. I just don't understand what they're doing. Would you rather have a, a worse quarterback who's fully healthy and can at least throw it about a bit or Joe Burrow on, on one leg? He can't throw. He can't get any velocity in his throws. He can't push off from that calf. I mean, I don't think people quite appreciate that uh, as a quarterback. Your calves are very important the way they push off and, get that sort of power and stuff he just can't do any of it can he
0: yeah he's really struggling he doesn't look himself and as as good as he is and as clutch as he can be i just think he's kind of killing them at the moment isn't he
1: yeah it really is it's uh i mean it's terrible they're one and three now which you know they were arguably the favorites for the super bowl wouldn't they and playing arizona next and they've not been as rubbish as people expected so i mean that could be a tough game
0: do you know what? I think I fancy the Cardinals this week. To be honest, this in Arizona as well, and I think this is going to be tough on the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I mean they've not got, <laughs> then they got the Seahawks, and they go on bye. So I mean, come back after the bye, they've got to go to San Francisco, play Buffalo. It's just not an easy schedule at all, is it? And if they if they get a loss this week, I mean suddenly they find themselves one and four, and I mean if they start then just protecting the quarterback, I don't know, it's uh, it's going to be tough for them.
0: I mean they could go into their bye one and five
1: it wouldn't be impossible would it then they come out and go to the 49ers straight away i mean yeah not not the season that the bengals fans would have expected i think
0: yeah definitely not but um did you see the uh the trick play the, the derrick horn refro
1: i didn't actually know. no i saw a few things flying around on twitter but i haven't actually managed to catch the full highlights of this one
0: yeah it was nice so he's yeah he's lined up in the wildcat gone to run it up the gut and just jumped up and done a nice little pass
1: Incredible, incredible. I mean, Ty J Spears. I keep an eye on sort of his usage and stuff because I, I do still like Ty J Spears as much as uh, he doesn't have the ACL that we mention all the time. But um, yeah, when when the old Derek Henry's playing like this, there's not much you can really do, is there? Really?
0: Yeah, I like Spears. I think he's a good. Um, I think he's a good pickup because I think yeah, negative game scripts, which they're going to have quite a few of. He's going to be the uh, he's going to be the guy there. I think.
1: Yeah, here's one for you. I've got a team that I, I thought I was going to compete, but I've struggled with injuries and been a bit of a nightmare, really. I've got DeAndre Swift, and I've been offered a, a first-round pick in 25. For me, that's just not not enough for the way that Swift's playing. I can get Ty j Spears and, Deon, and a first for DeAndre Swift, and I'm sort of debating it. I, I don't know if that's fair at the moment because Swift could very well be a league winner, but um, I, I don't know. What do you make of that?
0: Yeah, I think I'd want a little bit more for DeAndre Swift because, as you say, I think... He could be a league winner behind that Eagles O line, and the, the way he's running at the moment, and his explosion. I think um, I think he's worth a bit more if he's going to win someone a league.
1: Yeah, I do as well. I think people are just reluctant to pay too much for it because uh, you know a few weeks ago you're probably getting him for a second, and suddenly his values are first plus quite easily, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's just how it works, though, isn't it? If you've got a guy yeah. that could potentially win you a league, then that's his that's his value, isn't it?
1: yeah exactly particularly if you're at top of the top of the league and you know doing really well um, you have to pay a bit more I think
0: yep that's just how it works but um, are you going to take us down to, uh, to LA for this one
1: I will yes so uh, ends up the, the rate is 17 the charge is 24 um, speaking of uh, people being typical hard men and playing through Jimmy Garoppolo is not that guy so uh, <laughs> your boy O'Connell gets his first start and uh I mean, he, he was fine, wasn't he, you know, through the interception. And, you know, I felt, I felt a bit sorry for him, really. Like these rookies, he felt like a little bit of a duck out of water and, you know, struggled a bit. So he goes 24 completions, 39 attempts for 238 yards. I suppose for a first start as a rookie to put up 238 yards is quite a good, uh, good day out, I suppose. Three uh, carries for three yards and he actually runs a touchdown in. So uh, not terrible. The box score wasn't great, though, for Mr. O'Connell. I mean, the running back room, Josh Jacobs, back to his old self, 17 carries, 58 yards and a touchdown. Also gets eight receptions from 11 targets for over 81 yards. So Jacobs was excellent. The rest of the running back room, not much going on. Uh, Amir Abdullah puts up two receptions, 14 yards. Samir White gets three carries for 15. So reasonably efficient on, on sort of very limited work. And they also try out the, uh, the fullback for reception as well. Um, wide receiver room, Devonta Adams eight receptions for seventy five yards. Didn't quite get the touchdown to save his fantasy day, but you know his floor is about fifteen points, which is um, which is excellent. Jacoby Myers a very quiet week. I thought he might be in for a big one with the rookie quarterback in, but don't know how healthy he is still. I mean, two receptions from four targets and thirty three yards uh, wasn't wasn't his best day. Hunter Renfro, a couple of receptions for 12 yards. The tight end room just been a bit of a disaster for the uh, the Raiders, really. So Austin Hooper gets one reception from a couple of targets. Michael Mayer, um, just nothing. And this was a worry in the off season, you know, is Michael Mayer too good an all round footballer to be a useful fantasy weapon? It's sort of looking that way at the moment because he's on the field. He's just not really getting any work and a bit of a disaster, really. Um, I've got Mayer in, I think one league and yeah, I sort of wanted some exposure, but Looking like could be a bit of a, a frustrating season in fantasy for him. Hope to the Chargers, though, Justin Herbert wasn't that efficient, but he, he's still just brilliant, isn't he? I mean, 13 out of 24 um, completion for 167 yards and a touchdown. Did throw the interception, but he then puts up 12 carries for 27 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He's, he's started the season excellently, Justin Herbert. I know that you've probably got a few things to say about him. Um, The running back room continues to be a bit of a frustrating one in the absence of Austin Eckler. So uh, Kelly goes for 17 carries for 65 yards. You know, not the best, not very efficient. Didn't get a touchdown to save him. Isaiah Spiller, back from the dead, he gets five carries only for 12 yards, but he does get two receptions from two targets for 15. Uh, So that was, uh, you know, interesting to see Spiller get a little bit of work there. In the wide receiver room, obviously struggling without Mike Williams. Keenan Allen only gets his three receptions for 32 yards, saved by a touchdown. Josh Palmer actually led the team in targets, eight targets he got, only pulls in three of them for 77 yards. He's not very good, Palmer. Um, He's just an average guy, but if he's going to get that sort of volume, he's going to have some weeks where he's very useful. Darius Davis, surprisingly quite, um, you know, outproducing Quentin Johnson. So three carries for 51 yards, then two receptions for 16 and qj one reception from his three targets for 18 yards i mean he's just people projecting him for a bigger role in mike williams absence he's just not very good is he tight end Everett, whatever a couple of receptions for nine yards and that was it pretty much so uh you know decent win for the Chargers. they needed it uh, the raiders not so much talk to me
0: so just on aiden o'connell because I'm obviously a, a big fan of him and I, I liked him i picked him up everywhere There were some really, really good throws in there. I mean, he made a couple to Devontae Adams that were really nice throws. But early on in the game, he was just holding on to it for far too long. You're just not going to get that time. He's not very athletic either. He's just very, uh, he's he's a really good thrower and he's really accurate. But he was just holding on to it for too long. And that's where the fumbles come from. I think Khalil Mack got six sacks. I mean, six sacks games from Khalil Mack, you know, we're, we're going back to sort of 2016 territory, but... Yeah, he just held on to it too long. But there were some nice passes in there, and there were some good signs for him. He obviously, got the rushing touchdown. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people on podcasts are saying they want to see more of Aiden O'Connell for the season because the Raiders are really going nowhere. And what's the point of Jimmy rolling him out there? You know, why don't you just try and trade him and and tank the season out and try and get Caleb Williams because. They're not really going anywhere, the Raiders. They're in a really tough division. They're not going to win that. They're not going to get anywhere out of there. So what's the point in Jimmy? Just trade him away and, you know, get some picks and and go all in for the tank and play Oden O'Connell. And I think that looks the best option to me as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we think of it a lot like Dynasty, don't we? And it's certainly what I do because, you know, Jimmy's, they're not going to win. So what's the point in trotting Jimmy out? Yeah, see what you got in the rookie because he actually looked alright. And the box score doesn't tell that full story. From what I saw, he looked all right. A bit of a rabbit in the headlights at times, but that's fine. He's a rookie, isn't
0: he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the holding on to the thing, I was like, "Are you going to get rid of this?" He was, it was really bad. I mean, even after he'd been sacked, it's like you're going to get sacked again if you just keep holding it. But um, it's not like people are not going to be getting open either. So I don't know why he was wasn't pulling the trigger, but. Yeah, there was a, there was some promising throws in it. He made a lovely one to Devontae Adams out on the sideline as well. But Monteliella, um, the other quarterback, he looks sensational at the moment. I mean, I like him probably more than most and he's probably higher in my rankings than most. But this is kind of what I expect from Justin Herbert this year.
1: Yeah, he's just been absolutely phenomenal, isn't he? Really, really good. When you had him, I think you had him at your quarterback two overall. I thought you were a bit nuts, to be fair, but he's um, he's been phenomenal. Uh, wasn't even that efficient, but it, then he just suddenly starts taking off on the ground, which he's not really uh, known for. He's just playing very, very good football, and even without his uh, potentially number one, number two uh, wide receiver. So, yeah, thrown to losers like Darius Davis and Josh Palmer, and he's uh, still producing the goods.
0: I mean, it's disappointing from Quinton Johnson, isn't it? When you It's the it's the week when Mike Williams is out and you kind of need it in there. I, I mean, they didn't really need the passing game this week. They kind of run all over the Vegas a little bit, and the defence obviously did well with the, the sacks and the fumbles, and they, they, I guess they didn't really need volume from their wide receivers this week. But they're going to be looking to QJ to sort of improve on this, aren't they?
1: going to have to I mean they've got their bye week five so you know you can only assume they're going to be getting him some work and trying to get him up to speed but it doesn't look good does it when you know he's being outworked by by Darius Davis who I think was sort of a fifth round pick or something he wasn't early at all was he so and Josh Palmer third round pick a couple of years ago but he's just the most average man that's ever lived and <laughs> he's he's by far um, out producing Quentin Johnson so yeah I'm a bit worried the only thing that I suppose goes in Johnson's favor is that The charges are in cap space hell. I mean, they've got, I think Keelan Allen's on the hook for about 30 odd million dollars next year in his contract. And Mike Williams, not far off the same, obviously coming off his injury as well. So they might be in a position where, you know, it's quite likely that one or even both of Allen and Williams aren't on this roster next year. So he's going to have a role first round pick, but it's not looking good for this season, is it?
0: No, it's not at the moment. I mean, you only hope that he kind of grows into it as a rookie. But um, yeah, they're, they are in cap space hell. I mean, they tra- traded uh, J. C. Jackson this week. I think they're still going to be paying him fairly decent money on his contract for this year and possibly next. So they're spending quite a lot on that defense, and it's not it's not giving them the money that they kind of or the value that they expected at the moment. But um, what do you make of the uh, the Chargers' long run this season?
1: I don't know what to make of them at all, to be honest with you. I just find them a bit a bit strange, and I, I don't know. I mean, you're a, a massive Herbert fan, and I don't know. You talk to me. What do you think?
0: Well, like um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter who they play. They could be playing a rubbish side, or they could be playing a really really good side. It always just comes down to like the final few plays, and they just <laughs> they just always seems to be that final few plays that they balls up, and you know Staley's running it on fourth and one from his own. 30 yards and things like that and it's every single week the charges it comes down to the final few plays doesn't it
1: it does I mean the only thing is they've been without Eckler now for a couple of weeks haven't they and you know they've just lost their wide receiver well, not wide receiver one probably the wide receiver two and I don't know maybe after this bye week they'll they'll settle down a bit but yeah it doesn't really look good does it they're just lucky they've got a bit of a genius at quarterback who can just bail them out a bit
0: yeah, that's fairly handy, isn't it? So uh, I think you should take us down to Dallas now and talk about the Patriots getting smashed.
1: Well, I didn't actually catch much of this, um, so and I've just done the Raiders. Do you want to take us through?
0: Yeah, I'll do this one. So uh, the New England Patriots through, the Dallas Cowboys 38. So, um, yeah, a bit of a smashing. and Mac Jones, terrible box score, minus .30. One of the worst quarterback scores I've ever seen, and he was terrible as well. Some really, really disgusting passes. One where he's rolled out to his right and thrown it across his across the field and been intercepted for a pick six and he was scrambled. They uh, they just destroyed him all night. Dallas didn't really need to do a lot to win, but um ball took uh, Mac Jones out of there uh, third quarter and brought Bailey Zappi in and um neither of them really did anything. But um Bailey Zappi, four from nine for fifty-seven yards. Mac Jones twelve from twenty-one 150 yards, two interceptions, and uh, a fumble as well. He was really, really bad, but um, couldn't get anything going all night, uh, New England. Zeke back in Dallas, uh, eight six carries for 16 yards, two receptions for six yards. Ramondre, 14 carries for 30 yards, and two receptions for 10 yards, but we were uh, pushing all off season to sell Ramondre Stevenson based on last year, and that looks correct right now because... They're not getting anything out of either of these running backs. The O-line's poor, the scheme's poor, and they're not getting anything going. It's just really bad in New England at the moment. But um DeMario Pop Douglas, 2 from 3 for 45 yards. Kendrick Bourne, 2 from 3 for 36 yards. Devontae Parker, 2 from 4 for 33 yards. Juju, 1 from 5, one from five for 14 yards. Juju looks about as dusty as a wide receiver could be right now. He looks terrible, but... Hunter Henry, four from five for 51 yards. Mike Gasicki one from three for 12. They just didn't get anything going in, in the run game, in the air or from their tight ends. Nice bit of volume for Hunter Henry. It seems to have been kind of the story all season, but other than that, it's pretty bad. There's no explosive element there, apart from maybe DeMario Douglas, who does look decent in, in the work that he gets, but onto the Cowboys. Didn't really have to do much to win this one. The, The defense kind of did it all for them. And Mac Jones being a complete gimp, obviously helped, but Dak Prescott, 28 from 34 for 261 yards. He got the touchdown as well. Uh, Cooper Rush came into the game late. They were so comfortable and clear that he came come in and in a bit of relief work late on. Two from two for 20 yards. And um, let's move on to the running backs. So Tony Pollard, 11 carries, for 47 yards. Didn't really do a lot. Three from three receptions for 13 yards. Hunter k two carries for four yards. And he got the touchdown as well, the fullback. He's a big boy. And... Uh, yeah, he smashed one in there. Um, kind of surprising to see him take the carry, to be honest. But I think it was after a Pollard run when he was kind of gassed and Rico Dowda was out the game as well. But yeah, Hunter K, he got his touchdown in there. Not much to write home about really in the receiver room either. I mean, C.D. Lamb, this is kind of his floor game. He got a carry for 12 yards, 4 from 6 for 36 yards, and he got a touchdown. 14 points. You can probably expect that every week from C.D. Lamb, to be honest. Michael Gallup, he was fairly good, 5 from 6 for 60 yards. Jalen Talbot, 4 from 4 for 53. Brandon Cooks, fairly quiet, really. I mean, he's their deep option, and I guess they didn't really need that against the Patriots, but 4 from 4 for 27 yards, of fumbling there for Cooks as well. Uh, Jake Ferguson, 7 from 7 for 77 yards, and he's um, kind of turning into Dak's safety blanket. We know Dak has always liked his tight end, and I think he's taken to Jake Ferguson as well, hasn't he? But talk to me about this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't um, didn't see much of it. In all honesty, I saw a few things flying around Twitter, and I saw a few clips, and uh, you know, I couldn't quite figure out. When I saw the box score waking up, I thought, "What on earth is going on with Mac Jones?" But I mean, Bill said straight after the game, didn't he, that Mac Jones is still the starter. But I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It wouldn't surprise me at some point if they they switch over because you, he's got previous for doing this and. An absolute blowout, wasn't it? And the big disappointment for me on the Patriots is Juju. I thought at the very least, we both thought he'd get a lot of volume. He's been just an absolute shadow, isn't he? It's, it's actually a bit of a shame to see because he's not old. He's only 26 and he's been terrible.
0: He he looks really, really... like I love Juju. He was one of my favourite receivers. But I don't, I don't know if that knee's right because he just doesn't look the same player.
1: No, he really doesn't. I mean, he's been in the league a long time. He's still only twenty-six. I mean, he's has he just got too much tread on the tires at his age? I, I really don't know. Twenty-six years old, this is his eighth season in the league. Seventh season in the league. I mean, it's um yeah, it's very disappointing, isn't it, from from Juju. I mean, talking of other disappointing lads, I think Brandon Cooks has been dreadful this season. I mean, not very efficient at all, not even much of a deep threat, to be honest. He's Failed to even put up double figures in fantasy in any game this season. He's been really, really disappointing. And you've got bums like Jalen Tolbert really stepping up over Brandon Cooks. It's uh, it's a bit of a worry. I suppose if you have got Brandon Cooks, you haven't really paid much for him. And he's been great over the years. So you've not really lost much. But, yeah, it's not been a, a good start for Brandon Cooks. I mean, here I am. They've put up 38 points. I'm slagging off the Cowboys now. So maybe I'm talking rubbish.
0: Yeah, they were just completely dominant and, and run all over the Patriots and didn't really have to do a lot on offense to win. So probably not much you can judge from this. I mean, they even through Cooper rushing late on and give him a little go out. But yeah, not much you can probably take from this one.
1: No, no, probably not. Let's move on then because it's a massive blowout and big thing, I suppose. Let's see what happens in this uh, quarterback room. Do you think Matt Jones comes straight back in as a starter? Is there any chance that Zappy could get a bit of work?
0: Uh I'm like you, I'm not sure Ball's ever really been convinced on uh, Mac, and I'm not sure he likes him. And I think he quite likes Zappi, so one to keep an eye on. And don't forget, your boy Will Greer's there as well, isn't he?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised that uh, Will Greer didn't come in to uh, provide some relief. He's the, he's the third emergency quarterback. I mean, they've got a week 11 bye. It really wouldn't surprise me at some point if they take a look at someone. I mean... Pff. I don't know they're 1-3 and three now I mean not we're really going to do much this season they're in a really tough division I don't know what they're going to do is Bill's job in trouble at some point because they've just been crap for a while now
0: I don't think Bill's there next year
1: no his, his choice
0: Um, it will be worked out but I think he'll just be moved into like a president role upstairs or some other role but I just don't think he's going to be the, their coach next year
1: Against the Giants you take Bill? Matt, I'll take anyone at the moment. I really like Brian Dable. We'll get on to my Giants soon, but Jesus, it's been painful.
0: <laughs> take us to San Fran instead.
1: I'll take us to San Fran. So, yeah, the Cardinals 16, the 49ers 35. I mean, I'm actually going to start with the Cardinals because I think, despite being uh, beaten by a very, very good 49ers side, the Cardinals have been a lot better than any of us thought. I mean, the the record doesn't really show it. They're 1-3, and three, but they've actually been alright, haven't they? And Josh Dobbs has been fine despite not knowing the names of any of his his linemen. <laughs> um, he's actually been all right. So he completes 28 of his 41 attempts for 265 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He's put up some really, really good fantasy scores, Dobbs, and I think he's probably going to continue to do that because – all the talk and the reports is that Murray's still weeks away, which, um, you know, if they're losing and get sort of week 10, 11, he might try out late in the season, possibly as a bit of a, a fitness shop window. But otherwise, Josh Dobbs is going to be playing for a while. James Connor in the running back room, 11 carries for 52 yards and he gets one reception for four. But um, Amari Demarcado, uh one carry for three yards. He does pull in three receptions for 21 yards. So he was sort of the RB2 in the absence of Ingram. So that's a situation someone might speak about him a bit soon. Big news for the uh, Cardinals, really. Michael Wilson, massive breakout game, seven targets, seven receptions, 76 yards and two touchdowns. He was excellent. Um, I mean... Marquise Hollywood Brown, seven targets, well, seven receptions, sorry, for 96 yards. Another very good game for him. A couple of loser targets, really, to Zach Pascal, three uh, three receptions for 10 yards. Rondell Moore pulls in absolutely nothing despite two targets, so he's been a bit disappointing. Zach Hertz is a bit up and down this year, but he pulls in six receptions for 53 yards, and Trey McBride gets one sole reception for five yards. Moving on to the 49ers, um, Brock Purdy. Very efficient, 20 out of 21, 283 yards. I, I can't stand him, but um, at some point, I suppose I have to admit that he's all right. Um, but this is the McCaffrey Show. As always, 20 carries, 106 yards, three touchdowns, seven receptions for 71 yards and another touchdown. He's an absolute joke. I mean, he's potentially the RB2, even at the age of 27 or whatever he is now. He's just absolutely incredible. Uh, Jordan Mason gets a few carries in relief for 10 yards and a reception. Carl Juszczyk even gets a couple of carries from fullback, and that was that. Brandon Ayuk, six uh, receptions from six targets for 148 yards. So didn't get the touchdown, but his numbers are a joke. His route running as well was unbelievable. He put some bloke on the floor. I'm sure you saw this where he just has a little start step and the uh, the safety just absolutely falls over. It's incredible to see. Ray-Ray McLeod gets a couple of receptions. Willie Sneed, I thought he was dead as well, um, but apparently not. Ronnie Bell pulls in a reception for seven yards. Debo Samuel, very quiet, really. Three carries for six yards, not a single target. I mean, um, not not really, but he's banged up a bit as well and I think he's, you know, possibly missing a bit of time this week in practice as well. So he's, uh, he's struggling a bit with injuries, Debo, which he has every single year. So are you very clearly the alpha here? George Kittle continues being George Kittle, one target, one reception. He's just a very frustrating guy to own and we spoke a bit about these rookie tight ends. For me, Kittle's absolutely nowhere near a, a sort of top three, four tight end anymore. Uh, but talk to me. Start with Kittle because I know that you've always been a big fan.
0: Yeah, I love George Kittle. I just think in, uh, he's he's a, an immense real-life player and I just don't think he's going to do much for you in fantasy anymore. I don't own him anywhere. Um, I used to have him in loads because I really loved him as a player, but... This is what you're going to get with him. You're going to have a week where he's getting one reception for nine yards and he's blocking away for McCaffrey along the way. I mean, he's such an immense blocker. If you see some of the clips last week, Jesus, he's he's really, really good at that. But, you know, there are going to be games when he's going to have good weeks. It's just tough when to know when to play him isn't it and um, if you've got him you're gonna have to deal with these weeks as well as the spike weeks but um, yeah not one for me anymore but Debo Samuel I think is a little bit banged up and yeah that kind of tells the story there but uh, you know how I feel about Debo I think he's overrated anyway and only really had that one good season and apart from that it's been a lot of injuries and a, and a lot of inconsistency so it's just classic Debo for me
1: yeah about sums it up, doesn't it really? But uh yeah, just a bit of a bit of a blowout, and the 49 is just a very good football team. Um, you know they could potentially go all the way this season, but take us on to another uh, competitor really for the Super Bowl. Uh,
0: I don't see the Jets doing anything this year, mate.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to the jets
0: so in, uh, in jet life center that's, that's the name of the stadium, isn't it?
1: Oh, uh, that's what Rogers called it then the absolute goon.
0: So uh, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs twenty-three and the New York Jets twenty. So this was um, a decent game from Zach Wilson actually. I think everyone expected this to be the game when he was a complete disgrace and was finally dropped. But he was um, he wasn't too bad to be fair. Twenty-eight from thirty-nine, two hundred and forty-five yards, two touchdowns, two carries of fourteen yards. He had the fumble uh, at the end that's kind of cost him. And you know we saw him on the side, mouth into one of the players, bro. It was on me. The fumble and. Feeling sorry for himself and nearly crying, which was a bit pathetic. But, um, yeah, he did play well. You we have to give him credit there. But Bruce Hall, six carries for 56 yards and three receptions for 13 yards. Still not the complete volume we want yet, considering how much Dalvin Cook is dead. But I think it's on the way with Hall with some of the quotes this week. Michael Carter, one carry for nine yards, two receptions for 12. Dalvin Cook, five carries for 16 yards. And a reception for two yards. Dalvin Cook, I've never seen quite the uh, drop-off because he wasn't completely finished last year. He was still fairly decent in what he did, but he looks terrible at the moment. Um, Alan Lazard, three from three for 61 yards, got the touchdown as well. Garrett Wilson, nine for 14 for 60 yards. Randall Cobb, two from four for eight yards. And Xavier Gibbs Gibson, Two carries for 13 yards uh, and a reception for four yards. He had a fumble in there as well. But I quite like Gibson, and I think he's one to keep an eye on if uh, there's any Randall Cobb injury and they actually get a proper quarterback. But um, on to the tight ends. Tyler Conklin, four from six for 58 yards. He's not a bad target, really, uh, Tyler Conklin, if you need sort of a plug-and-play tight end one week on buys and, or if you've got a tight end premium league and you need a guy when there's buys. He gets quite a decent amount of volume here, Tyler Conklin, and he's not too bad. He's he's a big boy and he, he catches quite well. And He's the pass option ahead of CJ Ozoma. Just talking to CJ Ozoma, he actually got the touchdown with one reception. But um, Conklin's the one getting the volume there if you need a sneaky tight end one week. On to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, 18 from 30, 203 yards, one touchdown. He had two interceptions, which were fairly sloppy from him. Where he did the uh, the good work, Mahomes, this week was on the ground. I don't know if you saw it late in the game but he, he kind of run for about 25 yards when they needed a, a third down conversion and he kind of has this in him where you know he'll be left they'll be left man for man and he's got free room to roam and he, he he gets decent yards on the ground I think he's a better athlete than people realize but big game for Isaiah Pacheco 20 carries 115 yards one touchdown three receptions as well for 43 yards so he's proven he can catch the ball and he, he runs very very hard he runs weird but he runs hard as well and yeah, he was kind of their, um, their match winner this week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, three carries to 12 yards, one reception for one yard. Jarrett McKinnon, three carries to seven yards and no receptions. So a bit of a down week for Jarrett McKinnon. Wide receiver room, I really wouldn't know where to start trying to tell anyone who's the wide receiver one in this room. Rashi Rice, three from five for 32 yards. Kadir is two from two for 22 yards. Sky Moore, no receptions from two targets. Two carries for 19 yards, though. So a bit of gadget work there for Sky Moore, but not really what we want to be seeing. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, one reception for six yards, and Justin Watson, one for five yards. Travis Kelsey, six from nine for 60 yards. Just, I don't think that's pretty much his floor. You normally get a touchdown or two in there on that, and he bumps his uh, points up. But Noah Gray got the touchdown this week. One reception for 34 yards and the touchdown. This was... Probably closer than it needed to be for the Chiefs, but they just get wins whenever they need to, really, don't they?
1: Yeah, they really do. And actually, just on Zach Wilson, I mean I thought he was excellent, really. This is one I did watch the full highlights of this and I thought Zach Wilson was really, really good. He showed some really good throws. He was thrown into tight windows and completing and he was really, really good and but the only thing I didn't like, I think we chatted in the group about this one. He's this stuff at the sideline, it's my fault, bro. It's all my fault. There's being a leader then it's been a bit of a wimp and I just thought it was really quite pathetic really and he's got Cobb and Lazard sort of going up to him and Ging him up a bit that's the quarterback's job to G everyone else up when they're when they're down not the other way around so just very very immature and that was a bit of a shame really because he played really well Um, I've ended up trading for Zach Wilson this week because I'm being killed by buys and injuries I think I've got the Sean Watson, Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert all on the same buy so In a, you know, quarterback hell, it's not the best planning for me. I I traded a third for Zach Wilson in a a cash Superflex, and I'm happy to see that. I think he is going to be the starter for at least the next few games, and at least he showed that he's got something. So I was sort of quite pleased for him in a weird way.
0: Yeah, it was nice for him, but as you say, I don't like all that nonsense on the side. And as well, notice it was... um... Cobb and Lazard, two sort of old pros and two guys new to the team this year that were comforting him. I think the rest of the the lads from last year have had enough of him.
1: Yeah, I mean Garrett Wilson, nowhere to be seen when everyone's sort of giving him a little back rub and all that sort of crap. <laughs> yeah. um, and nothing nothing going at all is there. And I see Aaron Rodgers' been in attendance and he's been trapping off this week and calling Travis Kelsey Mr what was he calling Mr. Pfizer and all this sort of shit. So Yeah, I I don't know. As you Uh, said, the the old heads are backing him up, but it's a bit pathetic, isn't it?
0: I don't get that from Rogers. I mean, what are you mocking Travis Kelsey for getting vaccinated and trying to protect people? It's pretty pathetic from Rogers, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've just had our podcast flagged for uh, disinformation now, I think. But, um, yeah, I see Kelsey gave a little review. He called him Johnson & Johnson. I don't even know what he's dissing him with. I mean, I thought Johnson & Johnson did talcum powder, but... Um, yeah, oh, God knows, but yeah, pathetic really, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson, has he got any chance really of, of remaining the quarterback for the rest of the season? Cause I thought he showed enough that he could be good with the right sort of circumstance. He was unlucky not to win this game for them.
0: Uh, I don't, I think he's going to be gone within the next two to three weeks. I just think this was a one-off.
1: Really? I mean, I'm starting him everywhere in week five. I've got him in two or three leagues and I've I've got quarterback nightmares. Do you know they're playing?
0: Uh, they've got the Broncos, haven't they?
1: They have, and that's why I'm starting Zach Wilson. So I'm going to give him one final try out and see if he can put up a few touchdowns. If he can't do it against the Broncos, then he really is dust, isn't he?
0: <laughs> so just going back on Bruce Hall, there was uh, comments from uh, Robert Sala this week that he's not going to be on a snap count anymore, and they're going to give him full volume, which I think makes sense, doesn't it?
1: It does. But, I mean, on Bruce Hall, he's been liking posts, slagging off Zach Wilson and stuff again. I just He seems like a bit of a knob doesn't he he's done it a few times now and he did it when they were linked with zeke Elliott and this whole he tagged in michael card we're okay bro and all this sort of crap and i don't know it just rubs me up a little bit the wrong way as much as zach wilson's been crap you don't need you're running back one liking posts on instagram and stuff do you
0: yeah i love Brees hall as a player but like you say he seems like a bit of a bell end, doesn't he
1: yeah, I mean, for, for, I suppose this is a dynasty show. You don't really care too much if he's a bit bell if he puts up the numbers. So interesting to see. I mean, the, if he puts up a couple of big games, the uh, the window to buy Breesall, if there ever was one, is going to slam shut fairly quickly if he puts up a 200-yard a game against the Broncos.
0: Yeah, I mean, anything's possible against that Broncos defence, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so you basically have a a day or two to to get Bruce Hall in your lineups and uh, get your trades done, really, because it's going to be very difficult to get him after he rips him to pieces.
0: You can't um, keep keep carrying on talking about this game, by the way. You've got to move on to the next one.
1: Do I have to?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, mate.
1: Oh, Jesus. All right, I'll I'll go through it very, very quickly. Um, (laughs) It's uh, the Seahawks against the Giants. It was, um, you know, an interesting game. Um, somebody won it, somebody lost it. Um, But it was the Seahawks 24, Giants 3. I mean, we are an absolute disaster. I think we've put up three points in the last couple of games at home. It's just dreadful, really. And starting Daniel Jones completes 27 out of his 34 passes for 203 yards, throws a couple of interceptions again, classic Daniel Jones. He's back to the old stuff we saw a couple of years ago. Saves himself a little bit of 10 carries on the ground for 66 yards, but he's just been useless. Saquon Barkley missed the game. Um, He was a bit of a sort of late test, but he didn't quite make it. So, Breeder filled in. He was fine. 14 carries for 30 yards, but he was decent through the air. Five receptions for 48 yards. Gary Brightwell, the Vauxhall Nova driver, um, four carries for nine yards. And Eric Gray, uh, minus one point. So, got no idea what he did because I I sort of fast-forwarded through the highlights of this because I was so disgusted with it all. Uh, Wanda Robinson was active uh, again second week on the trial gets one carry for seven yards he was then targeted a fair bit so five receptions from six targets for 40 yards Isaiah Hodgins has been really disappointing this year and he was excellent last season but I just think it's a lot of it's on Daniel Jones and the O-line's banged up three receptions for 24 yards Paris Campbell three receptions 15 yards Slayton two receptions 23 yards Jalen Hyatt two receptions for 10 yards Sterling Shepard, one reception for six yards. I mean, the entire room are getting one or two receptions for crap yardage. Just an absolute disaster all round. But speaking of disasters, the biggest loser in the entire thing, Darren Waller, three receptions for 21 yards. He's been absolutely crap. Dan Bellinger, one reception for six yards. And I think he's, uh, he's a bit banged up now as well because he, he damaged his knee in this game. So um, I don't really want to say too much more about the Giants. It was dreadful three points. I mean... Graham Gonoza and his cash, that's the only person doing it at the moment. On to the Seahawks, I suppose. Geno Smith didn't need to do very much. Not Geno, it's Geno. Completes 13 passes for uh, for 110 yards and a touchdown. That's the sort of calibre of quarterback we're losing to nowadays. Running back room: Ken Walker, 17 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. He was really, really good. And as we've said all off-season, I've got to take the wins where we can. Zach Charbonnet, five carries for 31. He does get one reception for nine yards. Charbonnet's been fine, but he's very, very clearly a distant running back two behind Walker. Um, he's just getting the receiving work, so he'll have some use in games where they're chasing it, I suppose. But that wasn't one for today. Wide receivers: DK Metcalf, three receptions for 34 yards and a, a touchdown. Lockett, four receptions for 54 yards. Jackson Smith and Jigba continues to frustrate, really, for fantasy. Three receptions, but he did get six targets, only for five yards. His dot is dreadful, getting nothing, really. So he's been a bit of a frustrating um, start to his rookie season. Saw some worrying stats about rookies that don't hit 20 points in their first four or five games, um, you know, after being a first-round receiver and it's not good. Um so yeah, I'm not saying he's going to go along with history but he's not had a good start at all. Cody Thompson, one reception for 10 yards. Jake Bobo gets a target, doesn't pull it in. In the tight end room, fans had a bit of a resurgence recently in terms of volume, but it didn't get the volume here. Two targets, two receptions for 63 yards, and that was it. I mean, the Seahawks weren't even good and they just ripped us to pieces. The Giants I think are the worst side in the league at the moment. I think worse than the Bears. At least you've got fields balling out, but talk to me objectively. Are the Giants the worst team in the league? Uh,
0: They could quite possibly be. I don't know if you've had a really tough schedule and and things may improve, but it's just a lot of meh across the board. There's no real receiver taking hold of the, the wide receiver one. There's no real... You're getting nothing from tight end. Bellinger's injured and Waller's been terrible. You're missing Barkley. Jones has been struggling beyond on the line. I think Evan Neal was getting some grief online, line, wasn't he? Because he's been bad. You're missing... Um, who's your other guy? You're missing Andrew... What's, the name? What's his name? Andrew Thomas. You're missing Andrew Thomas big time, aren't yeah. you? Um, I just think there's just a lot wrong there at the moment. I think it'll get better. But, yeah, you need Barkley back. You need someone to step up as the... Wide receiver one. I think you need to use more higher and more one down and get rid of some of these other guys. Try and get something out of Waller. Um, I do think it'll improve, but it's really, really bad at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, the O line's not really there at the moment, and even with that, you expect a little bit better than this. It's been dreadful. I just don't want to see Paris Campbell or Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard tried out there. If we're going to be crap, at least be crap and build something. It, that was my frustration all off season. Let's just see what Jalen Hyatt's about. He may well just be a bit of a deep threat, but he's better than what we've got at the moment. He was a -a Blitnikoff winner. He's obviously better than what we're playing with at the moment. I I can't keep watching it. It's so bad. And Saquon's only on a one-year deal, so it can only get get worse. And we've signed up for four years of this shit with Daniel Jones, and I suspect it's going to be like a two-and-two deal. We probably could get out of it. I don't know who would move for Daniel Jones, though. I don't think he'd start for many other sides in the league. Uh, so we may just we'll be stuck with him for a while. It's um it's really, really bad. And I don't know when it's going to get better, sadly. It's um it's not great. I mean, our schedule, we're playing Miami next. They'll absolutely rip us to pieces. We're then going away to Buffalo. We've then got a divisional game against Washington. It's not good.
0: Wow. I mean, your, what, what could your record be by week eight? I mean, you I could mean, be one and seven, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, quite easily. I'd be surprised if we aren't one of seven, to be honest with you. It's uh, it's really not good. We then we then play the Jets in New York. I mean, it's um it's a tough one. It's uh <laughs> we haven't got a decent schedule at all. So yeah, I'd just be interested to see what we do if we finish high enough to draft a quarterback. They're going to have to because Jones, apart from last season, has been dreadful. Some of it's not his fault. Some of it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it all, really. It's a disaster. Let's get Barkley back and see where we are. But right now, it's, uh, it's tough to be positive about any of it.
0: Yeah, let's link the uh, the bums of uh, New York out of this. What are, you, what are you saying about Jackson Smith and Jigba?
1: Not good, is it? Really not good. I mean, you and I love him. He's the, the wide receiver one from the class. but. Even if we expected it to be a little bit slow, we didn't expect it to be this poor from the work he's Cause <clears throat> I think I'd be happier if he was getting no targets and just not producing. But to get six targets and put up five yards, I mean, that is dreadful. Are you worried at all?
0: Uh, not really. I think I expected him to have a slower start than most because they're a running team and they're, he's behind Metcalf and Lockett and they've lost their two tackles and they're using a lot of... Two tight end sets. The the yardage is a bit worrying, but I think that will get better. I'm trying to. I've got a couple of teams I'm sort of tanking at the moment. I'm trying to pick him up for like legit older guys and try and get him Jigba in deals, but he's not being shifted yet. I think people are, people are still in on him, but I'm yeah you know, I'm trying to get him cheap at the moment. But I'm not worried long term. I think he's going to be fine. I just think um, yeah the way they are at the moment, they want to run they got Metcalf, they've got Lockett. I think it's just going to be a bit of a slow start for him, but I think he'll be fine long-term.
1: Yeah, I think the play with with Smith and Jigba, I mean, people will soon start realising whether they're competing or whether they're not, and if you've got a team that's sort of competing at the top end and they've got Smith and Jigba, they might be willing to move him for, a, I don't know, a Godwin or something like that. So, yeah, it, the availability might might change soon. And I mean, I'm in a league where I'm, I'm rebuilding and I've got Metcalf. I can see a guy's got Smith and Jigba, he's top of the league, and if I can move off Metcalf, move down to Njigba and get something, I'd be over the moon to do that. And I think people might be willing to do it. If you're competing, it's all about winning that championship, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think if people, like you say, have got Smith and Njigba and they're competing and he's not giving them anything, then they're going to want someone like Godwin or Keenan Allen, aren't they?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the play. So, um, yeah, the window is going to be open to buy. But, yeah, the, the yardage is very, very concerning it's, for me. It's I don't know if that's just linked to the quarterback or the setup that they've got. But, yeah, it's really, really not good at the moment. It's been a slower start than I think any of us predicted.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that's, um, that's the roundup of uh, the, the week four games completed. So now we move on to uh, our studs and duds of this week. So my uh, my stud is up first i mean i could have gone for christian mccaffrey here because i do love him and he was fairly spectacular in everything that he did but i'm going to go with a favorite of the pod he's having a, a kind of a breakout we've been patiently waiting for really seven catches from nine targets 168 yards and two touchdowns my stud of the week is nico i have a quarterback collins
1: i absolutely love it i think he's the first person to feature as a stud twice already this season by week four incredible uh, so pleased for him, fully agree.
0: Yeah, it's really good for him uh, to see him finally get that quarterback, isn't he? After all the years at uh, Michigan and the early Texas years.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I think just on the back of that, really, first person to feature twice. I'm about to put the second person to feature twice. So my dad of the week, um, no, my stud of the week, I'm pretty bored of talking about him, really. But we sort of have to talk about him again, really. Another 10 targets for nine catches and 163 yards and his first NFL touchdown in week four. He's finished as a top 10 wide receiver three times in his first four games as a rookie. We've never seen anything quite like this. My start of the week could have been anybody, but it has to be Makia Pukunukua. That's his full name. I'm going to call him Makia from now on.
0: I like it. I'm uh, I'm going to go with Makia now as well. I really like that.
1: Yeah, when I found out that Puka means chubby, it sort of changed it for me. So for me, he's Makia Nakua. That's uh, the name for me. He's earned it.
0: <laughs> so uh, moving on to my dud of the week, um, actually wound me up, really. Ruined things for his whole team, you know, trying to play tough football guy. Shouldn't have just sat and let someone else use those good weapons on his team. Um 23 from 37 for 127 yards, which is pretty poor. Zero touchdowns as well and a fumble. My dad of the week is Derek Bage Carr.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, his haircut says everything about him, doesn't it? He? It's a proper crap. Number four all over nudge. Um, that sums him up. What a dreadful week. Yep. Well, my dud of the week is wounding up for the entire season, to be honest with you. There's definitely was worse players in the weekend and there's probably some players who are more deserving of this award, but I've just had enough, to be honest with you. Two receptions for nineteen yards over the weekend. Across three games this season, he's had twenty targets for forty yards. I don't know or care if it's the quarterback or whether he's just a bit of a bum who's determined to ruin my fantasy sides, but my dud of the week is Mr. T. Higgins. I'm done. <laughs>
0: i'm uh i'm not happy with this one because i really like him as a player but i do get the frustration because i've got him in so many leagues and apart from that one game he's he's been terrible but he is he's clearly linked to burrow isn't it
1: i don't care i don't care i'm not having it. <laughs> 20 targets for 40 yards i mean i i reckon if i was throwing to you we'd we'd complete more than that wouldn't we
0: <laughs> well you saw calais campbell Are you still completing passes with him rushing at you
1: I must admit, all the shit we talk. Seeing these boys up close, I mean, they are a joke. Cole Pitts has been a disaster, but standing next to him, he's one of the most physically impressive specimens I've ever seen, and he's been rubbish. So, yeah, I've got a newfound respect for these boys. Uh, I might go for for sort of fifty yards. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, onto the yeah, the dynasty stash of the week, or a guy that we think you can pick up cheap, and you may get something from them later in the season. So. Mine's not so much a stash, but just someone you can probably get off waivers. And um, we're going back to the world once again with this one. He's had 18 targets in the last two weeks and could be becoming a favourite of his rookie quarterback. He's led the team in targets and receptions this week, and they have the Lions this week as well in a potential shootout. My dynasty cheap pickup is on a lot of waivers is Terrace Marshall.
1: Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Just can't give him (laughs) up, can we?
0: (laughs) I can't give up Terrence Marshall too cheap yet.
1: Ah, I love it. Uh, uh, You know, I dropped him in that one league. I picked him straight back up the next week off waivers. I love it. Um, Well, mine's a a little bit deeper. He's more of a stash than sort of a cheap pickup. But um, we've just seen waivers go mad for Jaleel McLaughlin in Denver, who's obviously done very well with Williams out. So for my stash, I wanted to look at who the next McLaughlin might be. He's currently the RB3 behind a guy who's been rubbish and he's currently injured. So the team are a lot better than we expected. They've got a very fragile, older workhorse, running back one, who could potentially miss some time at some stage. Just had a four-target game at running back and he's available for free in most leagues. My stash of the week is Amari Demarcado.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, do you remember in, in pre-season when you and I kind of we load up on our taxi squads and fill them out and pick up rookies that we look into and research and you and I and all of our leagues, I think we're the only two that picked him up.
1: Yeah, we sort of picked him up and dropped him a bit and you know, we were on him quite early, weren't we? But I just think there's a bit of a role there because Ingram has been rubbish, which is a shame because we sort of quite liked him as a, a possibility, but he's not been very good, but he's injured and Connor is, you know, going to get injured at some stage. And the interesting one on this is that Connor's uh, route running uh, percentage has dropped every single week. So he's not running hardly any routes at all. They're looking for that third down or sort of receiving back. And it's going to be Demarcado, I think. So, yeah, it's a bit of a deeper one, but why not?
0: Yeah, I like it. I've got him in uh on a few taxi squads. So if he does blow up, I'm going to have to move him off of there as well, aren't I?
1: Yeah, I'm going to po- put, you know what? I'd poach him off you for a fifth just out of principle, bin him <laughs> off straight away. <laughs>
0: You would as well, wouldn't you?
1: I would. I'd poke you and release him just out of principle.
0: <laughs> so that concludes this week. We'll be back next week with a roundup of uh, week five and probably uh, more player-induced anger. Please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. The podcast is available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are available on Twitter at Adjust Ranks. We'll be back next week. Until then, my office is fully open.
1: And league winners will always be available from my facility.